The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the power with the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Am I officially here if I'm not on the YouTube feed, if I'm late? There you are. Does it count if I'm here and I say something but you don't see the video? Good morning to all. This is R&R. That is Rudy J. Ready for a long day of work as you start early and late. It is a Friday and with all the rights and duties therein. We got football, and you're going to be part of it tonight. Yeah, we got high school tonight. I'm going to go do the last two hours of the Blitz as well. So it got a long day. Long uh, day. Uh, Mr. Minnick's been alone all week. I mean, but chock he, full of goodness and guests. Yeah, he's, he had a bunch of guests. He's fine. And he's had baseball to bail his lazy he's, ass out. Yeah, but. and then, you know, he always leaves Joe high and dry, so it's only right Joe <laughs> get him back. You know, when you're gone, I, I, I need help. Oh, me too. I, I, need help. Always, I don't, always I don't do this pledge. stuff alone. I yeah, can I barely make, do it with you. Yeah, I make Pledge come in. Yes. <laughs> so hey, Pledge, I. wake up at 3. He's up anyway. Yeah, lifting weights and stuff like no, that. No, right now he's perusing the Texans' uh, deep uh, scouting charts for 2025. Oh, my God. He's, I, I, he, he's told us every stat known to man. <laughs> and then he poked the bear yesterday on socials asking, you know, if you had to start a team now, yeah, would you, you go see CJ that crap, or you know? Dak? So yesterday, no, it's day before yesterday, I'm walking out. I'm heading to the car, and, and Pledge will walk with you on the way to your car. Yes, he will. Stuff. Right. And I, as I get in the car, you still, I'm like, I, I've started the car. I've shut the car door, and James is still standing by the car door, lowering my window. Because I just got a question for you, and he asked me that question. Would you go, would you take, See, I, didn't, I, I took the bait. I answered the question when I should have known that, you know, I'm, I'm being a uh, test marketed. I, yeah, I, he, I, he, he gave you the lab rat. Treatment. Yeah, I was just, I was you had no idea though. I was the beta and I was like, Hmm, dude, we can't make this assessment after four no, that's games. That's what I said. I mean, this is a bold statement, but I'll tell you what, I will agree with his youthful exuberance and uh, deeply battle-red Texas love, that CJ's looking pretty damn good. No, he is, but you're also making the comparison for a guy that was taken in the fourth round versus a guy that was taken number two overall that played at Ohio State and was in a, a yeah. CFP, you know, a CFP playoff. So they they come from two different backgrounds. Exactly, they knew CJ was going to be an NFL quarterback when he was in eighth grade. But yeah, if CJ throws for a little over three hundred, he he passes Mahomes. And uh, Andrew Luck, you know, the first five games of an NFL career just are Justin Herberts, Cam Newtons, Patrick Mahomes. There's, he enters that realm if he can throw for another 300 this week. And uh, very could, very likely could. Uh, Vince, I'm feeling your pain, my brother. Uh, welcome on to R&R, the fantasy football portion of the morning. Yeah, I, I'm playing Bill Taylor, the weather dude. Weather extraordinaire. 
who uh, who's won our league a couple of times. Give him some love. Um, yeah, he started. He started DJ sixty two points in my league. DJ Moore had a game, three I'm touchdowns. Out. So, oh yeah, you losing this week. I'm out. If you're playing DJ Moore this week, you lost. So if you're waking up and weren't paying attention, uh, first of all, Rudy, I don't see the problem. I, I, I you know, what I you told mean? you yesterday. I was eager to see a game with Justin Fields being. Justin Fields in every situation. I'm a red zone dude. I, I don't follow the Bears closely. I haven't watched more than any highlight is offered. And uh, what I saw, my brother, didn't look all that bad. Well, I, you got to take 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 into account who they're playing. Now, I don't know who that Washington team was. <laughs> no. Because the team that played Philly looked a lot different than the team I saw last night. But I went to my buddy's house last night to watch the game. He's a Commander fan. I'm a Bear fan. So oh, that must be we, fun. We bet, basically sat there and told each other for three hours why we suck. He's telling me why they suck. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then I'm telling him why the Bears suck. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, and one of the things that I did take away from sitting there watching with a Commander fan Chase Young is cooked. Yeah, there's something up with him, right? He he he's he's a one dimensional pass rusher that and, can only rush up the field. No swim move. No, he doesn't like you know when you're a elite pass rushers are more than just a guy that runs around the edge and gets there. You got to have different moves. You got to have different techniques. And Chase Young, number one, he's playing not to get hurt. And number two, he only has one move. And I'm like, no wonder that I was like, because you know, watching from afar, you're like, why haven't they extended Chase Young? And then when you sit there with a commander fan, and he's like, look, 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 look. I'm like, oh. The edge is never set. No, he's never. he's just he's he, 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 a physical specimen, mm-hmm. but he's not one of those dogs. Uh, we're going to get into how exactly last night occurred. And I don't know what Washington showed us. I don't know what team that was. What I don't know who they brought are. to the table. Uh, that was uh, that looked very much like a cowboy outing a week and a half ago. The, the commanders oh, were not ready. They thought they were just going to walk in, and they did not just walk in at home. The Bears showed uh, respect to what we saw. And it's just the beginning. And while it was a good football game, it was, well, for a while. Um, just the beginning of what's going to be a spectacular weekend of football. Uh, we've got all you need for the Wed Wibble Wibbley, as it is so often comes out of my mouth when we say it. The Red River Rivalry mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Man, oh man, it's almost here. It's going to be spectacular. We're looking there, of course, the Aggie game across college football. As uh, this is a signpost weekend. Conference play in full effect. Uh, upsets are coming. We just got to figure out where they're going to be. Of course, we're oh. going to have your head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He'll be here in about 35 minutes or, or so. so. As always, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. Lots of questions there as they get ready to take on the 49ers. Um, um, you see, I was going to give you some love, my Edwin. brother. Thank you. Edwin. Thank you. Where's your Aggie Maroon? Rob and I are both donned in Aggie Maroon. Yes. What the heck is your problem, you man? You don't even have a football team. Yeah. Why are you wearing UTA? I'm, not... I'm, I'm supporting UT, Texas. They're my football team. Well, that's a pretty color of um, burnt orange you got on. I appreciate yeah. that one. Well, yeah. you can get out. No, he's. I, I, I'm, I'm with him today. No, I, I, I am too. Beat OU. I, I, I never root and for see, OU. You could walk around. Well, see, if you're in the wrong company. On this weekend, on this weekend, you can be viewed as wearing crimson as opposed. No, to a real maroon. OU fan would know that this isn't OU. See, the problem is it depends on the manufacturer of the garment you decided to wear. Because I was at a game one time uh-huh. at a Mississippi State game, and I had a Miss, oh, an Aggie shirt on, and me and a dude with Mississippi State fandom walked toward. We had the very same shirt, just different logo. Oh, 
<laughs> and it was the same color. Oh, it was the exact same brand of shirt. They had just switched out logos and figured, you know, they're maroon, they're they're crimson or whatever they call that color. It's close enough. We'll just slap a logo on. They won't know the difference. Yeah, that's a nice Aggie shirt you got on. And this is brand new. My brother, my brother brought it. He had been effort. See, my birthday was back in early September, and you know, brothers, I'll get you later. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so sometimes we miss birthdays and just kind of, hey man, I got you. And uh, he was desperate to give me this gift. Uh, it's he, good to have. He wanted me to come by his office. Well, dude, it's good to have lawyer brother because that looks like about an eighty hundred dollars shirt. That don't look like no regular twenty. It is that's a nice one. A, that the, it's Columbia. It's Columbia the material. One. It's Aggie. I can't. Yeah, that's a, that 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 shirt probably costs more than the Four Roses <laughs> bottle. Jason Joe and I got you. <laughs> well, I know exactly how much it costs because he's a dude. <laughs> he's like, hey, dude. Uh, no, he forgot to take the tag off. It was sixty nine ninety nine. I saw it this morning. That's expensive. For yeah, sure. it's, a, it's a more than I would have spent on myself. So um, he'd been trying to give me this thing over and over. He finally just came to my house. And just left it at my gate, like hanging in a bag what? at my gate. Yeah. He wanted you to have it that bad. I was bad. like, dude, what it was the desperation? Well, it, he was afraid that it was going to get cold. And so I wouldn't have wear, a chance oh. to wear my polo at the uh, Aggie Bama game. That's got to be 78 degrees. So it's going to be a little, there's going to be a nip in the air, I guess. Yes, you Come are. Come on, everybody settle down. It's only going to be 75. What do you mean? That's cold. Oh, we're going to have the uh, Han Solo attire early next week. I can't wait. You mean the vest with the long sleeve underneath and the boots? Yeah, we're going to have the uh, black leggings, the uh, boots, the uh, turtleneck, and the vet, the puffer vest, the Han Solo attire. Do you, that do you own so a vest? So many of us look forward to. Do you to. own a vest? I don't have a vest. I have a couple of pu- vests. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm you a do. vest dude. I've, you know what? You've traveled in it. That's right. I have a puffer one. It's your I travel vest. A, That's what I call it. I have a blue one. I have a Aggie one. I, I'm down with the vest. It covers the paunch. You know what? It's, it's it's like a good point. And it's extra pockets for me to keep my stuff, like my rundown that tells me this is what we're going to do today. Coming back, let's look at what we saw last night and look forward to the weekend. Uh, sad news. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Butkus. 80 years old. Rest in peace, Dick Butkus. Yeah, the legend that is and was. Some interesting tidbits about his life that I didn't know about. We'll get into all of that. Of course, the Red River rivalry and the Aggie-Bama game of bleed front and center. I don't want to bury what is also very important today, R.J. Ochoa. Yeah, I got some things to, to talk to R.J. about. You guys need to play nice this week. Okay, I will. You guys just, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna be, he, he has nothing to bring with the Bears. So when he tries something, which he will, <laughs> he will. He's gonna come he's say something ass. about the Bears and Eberflus and something, something. I don't know. Well, it just feels like he's on the island about this because you know he's been telling us for weeks that this is just another game, no matter who wins. But Dak doesn't agree. McCarthy doesn't agree. Nobody, uh, nobody from Dallas agrees that this is just another game. Everybody's like, yeah, it's just another game, but no, it's, it's not, not just another game. So where is, what is it? It's a big ass game. Is, is what it? it is. Okay. Yes. I, I'm, I keep going back and forth. It, oh, wait till Sunday about 630. You're going to feel it. How, but you see the thing about us. See, we don't, this is the thing about mornings. Like that, that's a game where you decide, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start drinking about four. Yes. Like I still, yes. I, I I got to get up at 3.30 regardless. And I I want to drink with the rest of y'all. You know what I mean? But I, I got to think about Monday. It's that. But think about it. We're going to wake up Sunday. And the first thing coming out the, the, in the A block and all these things is 49ers Cowboys. And it's going to build all day long. So, yeah. So, I got to I gotta pace myself Sunday. We are. We're going to have to watch how we do it. And that's coming off the day before, which should be right. pretty spectacular <laughs> you know? from beginning to end. And do not hide from... 
That Kentucky game, Kentucky Georgia. You will not let this go. I think there's something brewing there. Now, could be wrong. Uh, we heard from some Spurs that I was excited to hear from yesterday. Malachi Brennan is going to play a role in this season. Uh, and, you know, he's going to matter. I agree. Let's hope he matters a lot. He spoke and talked about what practice is like and the, and uh, what we are hearing more and more of. Every player is speaking to this. There is no position. There's just five of us on the floor. I'm down with that. Positionless Lo- basketball. Lots of gumbo, lots of talking, and it won't be any fun unless you're here with us. Lots of ways to stay with there, but the primary way, if you have the opportunity in front of a device, go check us out on YouTube. That's where we're graded. If you're on the uh, radio, stay there. Take us with you wherever you might go. You can talk to us, 656-377-6656 ESPN. We're talking Monday Night fi- Football, and this Fields experiment might actually pay off, Rudy. We're talking football next. No. This is R&R, and you're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today on this Football Friday. We're getting you ready for a great football weekend. The Red River Rivalry. Alabama at AM. Andrew Monica will join us to preview that one. Cowboys Niners on Sunday night. We'll talk about it with John Mashota from The Athletic at 5.15. It's a great football weekend because, Rudy, you're not going to have to watch your Bears on a Sunday. No, I didn't have to watch him Sunday. I got to watch him last night, Jason, and I I don't know how to feel. You should feel good. 40 to 20 on a primetime game. Your quarterback in only his third year. <laughs> true. That's true. But um, I, I, I but, kid about the uh I, I I mean, that's only it's only one. It is only they one. won't win many more. And again, you still got Carolina. You still got Carolina's number one overall pick as first round pick as well. So again, I, I, the season is shot still. But okay, whatever, cool. <laughs> yeah, you're in a tough position because yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know how to feel. It was just one game, but the problem, what made this even worse, was it exacerbates the question. You know, it it will linger because you did see everything you drafted as a Bear fan. You did see everything you wanted to see from the quarterback when you got him. It's just so late. You wonder if he'll be able to sustain. Luckily, it's early enough. But my goodness, got to give some love. Uh, that mobility, that arm, he does have enough to keep you intrigued. And as uh, even, as- even some of the highlights were almost interceptions. Well, I mean, I mean, we can say that about Brett Favre his entire career. You know, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt from what I saw because, like I said earlier, uh, I I came into it not knowing what to expect other than awfulness. You know, so any bit of success that Justin Fields offered the rest of the country, who anybody who is not a Bear fan, who doesn't live in the central Midwest, right, who claims to have watched Bears games. More than a half. You're, no one's seen them. We're just going on what people have told us. Yeah, like, yeah. Unless you're a fan, you don't. You, you had, have no reason to watch, or unless you're a Swifty. A couple of weeks ago, the Swifty, maybe. the Swifties watched for you know for a bit, and that was a, a royal arse kicking. Right. So what I saw last night, no matter what was occurring, was if there was any success, it would be phenomenal. And he had not just a little of success. He put DJ Moore into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, DJ Moore just won. You know, a bunch of fantasy owners, their game this week, last night. Uh, that was ridiculous. It was. But, you know, there's still a lot of questions. And you got to take take into who the opponent was. It takes a lot for Magic Johnson to criticize you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Magic is the most positive yes. guy I know. When Magic Johnson tweets like, hey, man, this ain't, this ain't what I thought I was buying into. <laughs> 
you know, Magic, like, you know how much money I just spent? Is there a warranty on this? You know, Magic, like, hey, y'all play with no intensity, you know, and Scary Terry says, you know what, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, I know it is, Scary Terry. Whether you agreed or not, Magic was right. Yeah, it takes a lot for Magic to criticize you, and he did. Again, I don't know what the hell that was, considering who I saw last Mm -hmm. week against Philly, or maybe what I... The team, what I saw them do against Philly is because maybe Philly isn't that good either. I don't know what to take from the commanders. I don't know. They didn't show up. And I think you brought up something that's so vital here. That front four was supposed to be the future of this team. Yeah. And they, and they have other sweat and Allen. Like they have a defensive line that should be tops in the NFL, like tops. And this just, I mean, that's the most time Justin Fields had in the pocket all year long. First four games, he's been under duress. And there were, even there were times at night they got home. But considering the people, the players that they have on that defensive line, it should be a much better defense. Going back to when they had Heineke and the Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's run with Tampa Bay, when they they played Tampa Bay better than anybody that playoff run. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, this defense, they're about to have something. And nothing's come from that 2020 defensive line. It's the same group of guys, and nothing's come from it. You brought it up, the uh... – Chase Young experiment is failed. Not experiment. It, this has just been an abject failure. Yeah, I, I, I look. I, they may want to keep him, but they're not keeping him at Nick Bosa money or Micah Parsons or Joey Bosa. They're not going to keep him at that money. They're going to lowball the hell out of him because there's just no, no, you know, return on it. There was a specific play in the second quarter where it's third and long. Fields didn't set the edge. Didn't you know his pass rush? Kind of he sunk in toward the middle. Fields read it, turned it, went up 20 yards, slid easy first down, and it was all on Young. He was just out of position. And when he did get beat, he didn't hustle back. I, I watched that specifically thinking that's that's where they are now. Right. That's that's where they've gotten. Well, where have you gotten? Are you I think ready? Dick Buck has won that game last night. You know, there was something to yeah. it. It was you rather know, it's, poetic. It's weird. It? It's weird. That's very, very weird. But, you know, they play their best game of the year when, you know, Mr. Bear – what uh, he was on a, a sitcom. He did do some was acting. It, was it Webster? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I don't remember. I never I saw Dick Buckus play. I've me. only seen the highlights, and I know uh, you know all about the legend of Dick Buckus, but I never got to see him play. But I remember. I know he did some acting, but I don't know if it was on Webster. Maybe you're right. He had a sitcom with a little buddy. I don't remember who the little buddy was. There was a sitcom era. Where are you at? Any given Sunday. What else has he been in? Cracking up, spontaneous combustion, sleepy hollow. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see Webster. Maybe he was just playing a guest role. Or the guy that looked like Dick Butkus played in Webster. What kind of a name is Butkus anyway? Yeah, I don't know. It was a legendary thing with him. And you know what put him out of the game? He only played nine years. Knee injury. The knee injury would have been a you know a little scope right now. <laughs> oh yeah, him and Gale Sayers. Yeah, both of them. It would have been. Yeah, he's out a couple of months. And how did the Bears get them in back to back picks? And then suck for the, the yeah, entirety and, of and both do their nothing careers. with it. Yeah, but they're both Hall of Famers, so whatever. That makes that uh, Brian song movie even sadder. Not only did we lose one, yeah, you know. So rest in peace to Mister Bear. Hey, let's talk uh, State Fair of Texas. You want to? Let's talk about deep fried goodness that is a mixed stadium of burnt orange and crimson. Hey, and by the way, Alabama's coming to the state as well. Let's look forward to a great week of weekend of college football next. Don't go nowhere. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. 
It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 6.45 and 9 with r in the morning. Do you like a certain amount of chaos? Conflict is good. Yeah. Yes, I guess I do. You know, I like healthy chaos. I don't like the BS. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. r in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star, and your head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. Mike McCarthy's about 15 minutes away. Yeah, give or take. You know how them Dallas guys do. They keep them a little bit long sometimes. So, yeah, about 15. Uh, the uh, While the Cowboys are headed to uh, San Jose to play in uh, Blue Jean Stadium. Is it San Jose? Yeah. Blue Jean? <laughs> it's, it, it's Levi Stadium. <laughs> the, uh, uh, downtown Dallas, Fair Park, will be chock full of uh, football fans as the annual Red River rivalry uh, gets back together. It's one of those deep and long-seated rivalries, one that the whole world does look to. And it's an opportunity for the uh, Texas and OU to say goodbye to what was and head head to the SEC. And it's such a... Uh, Major Big 12 football game that the commissioner will probably be in Lubbock. Yeah, he said, I ain't going. <laughs> I ain't going to that game. He said, you know, maybe I know Sankey will be there. He said, yeah, Sankey should be there. That's his. Those are his schools. But, yeah, your mark is drawing his line in the sand, baby. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm done with Texas and OU. Y'all don't want to be here. We don't want you to be here. So I ain't going to that game. So what I happens? respect that. So the winner of this is going to the playoff. There's a 73% chance UT goes. There's a 71% chance OU goes. And guess what, Rob? That means nothing. Well, it means, so it means nothing. Okay, so what? you're right. And it's weird just college things football. Happen, but, yeah, I, we've seen crazy things happen. But the likelihood is there. What does the Big 12 commissioner, what does your, your mark do when Texas goes to the playoff? Does he they don't go. not accept the check? No, you accept the check. Well, and, you, and you thank them on the way out, but you're like, hey. You don't want to be here. I don't want you here. That's funny. Yeah, I, I agree with him. I yeah. think it's absolutely funny. But that is what's riding on this. No, it is. It, it, a, a, a trip to the playoff is imminent for either team. But, again, it's college football. But we'll, we'll roll with the uh, predictor, the little predictor thingy majiggy that they have. <laughs> Which stands but, uh, pretty strong. Before we get to the game, we do have to remember last year, 49-0, Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas beat them 49-0. And I, I would like to think OU has some heart and gives a damn and wants to come out and avenge that loss from last season. And they, they've, they've played a lot better this season. And it's only the third time, Rob, only the third time that both teams come in undefeated. I thought it would be way more considering they're supposed to be the it boys of the Big 12, but this yeah. is only the third time that they both come in undefeated. And normally, I bet the other two times they were both like top two or three. Yeah. Yeah, you know, OU's undefeated, not even top ten. Right. Uh, that's what Texas fans should be worried about. I, I just, OU is sitting in the weeds. They're the second. See, They're they, the little brother in this whole SEC transaction. And I have a feeling they've been watching this whole season going, you know, we can just make our year. Well, the, the problem this, the problem with OU is that the uh, SOS, the strength of schedule, Arkansas State, SMU, yeah. Tulsa, Cincy, Iowa State. Now, they haven't given up over 20 points. They are, they. I mean, Brent Venables is there. You know, long, long, long time defensive guy down there with Dabo and Clemson. So 
he's finally got the guys, I'm guessing, Rob, that he you know can make something of and lay his hat on what he's supposed to be doing, which is defense. But Texas has a really good defense as well. Well, thus far, and Texas has a stronger strength of schedule, but only because of Bama. The rest of Texas' schedule has been pretty trash, too, outside of that. Is it safe to say, and I'm trying to be the devil's advocate here, Uh-oh. Texas should, should... I'm not going there. I think Texas should win this game pretty... I, I do believe, and it's hard to say, that they're the best team in the country. The fourth quarter last week, look. I haven't seen a team play better. I haven't. I haven't seen a team look any better against a good team than I, than I have seen Texas play. Best team in the country is a stretch. I mean, it's not that far. Most no, agree I, I, at three. Not, not I mean, a it's, stretch, but they finally got it. Yeah, I mean, not finally. I mean, you had Bijan last year, but this kid Brooks has come in, and he's he seems like he's not. He ain't Bijan, but he's damn good as well. Now, the, if the tight end can't go, that's that going to hurt. That that is a significant so issue. I want I want both teams, you know, one hundred percent healthy. I don't know anybody that's one hundred percent though. Five weeks in, but I would I, I would hope that he gets to get out there and play. But I'm not willing to just hand this game over to Texas just yet. It, but I would – would you agree? Not after what happened last year. And this is a OU fan. I know you're out there. There's a couple. And they, oh, they're there. Trust me. Okay. They're, they're also Eagle fans. <laughs> I don't know how to take that if I was an Eagle fan or a Sooner fan. I don't know how to take that. What does that even mean? I just know most of the OU fans I know have no ties to the school other than they're not Texas or Texas A&M. Now there are a few. So that, you if Texas? you got red dirt in your blood, I get you. You taking Texas? Yeah, I'm taking Texas. Yes, they they should go there. Uh, uh, I, I I I reserve the right up until ten o'clock Central Standard Time to to make my pick. I'm not ready to pick Texas yet. We have we're going to talk A and M in Alabama. Nick Saban has his thoughts on Alabama, and, and I do or on A and M. I do want to let you know this: the SEC as we sit right now is a 62 percent chance of sending a team to the playoff. Not as good as they've had in the past, but pretty dang good. Right. Uh, Anim Alabama will probably decide the SEC West, or at least the winner will be in the driver's seat from here on out. In the West? Yeah, in the for West. Sure. For sure. But I'm just saying, Anim could be on an inside track to go places. I don't think they expect it to go if they get a win this weekend. Uh, coming back, let's talk to the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, brought to you as always, Mike McCarthy. Certainly worthy of your time. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at noon. I, I love play, play. San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're, we're waiting on Coach McCarthy's in the car wash, and we are the, uh, the uh, air-dry part of the car go. wash. There you go. I love that. I love that. We get, uh, we get the end. We get them as long as we can hold on to it. We're not holding to any. <laughs> Where are you going tonight? Uh, Gus. Gus. Gus Stadium out there on Ingram, Calabrish. Brennan versus Warren, homecoming for Brennan. My uh, sophomore daughter won Duchess. It's a, the sophomore homecoming queen, whatever. But, yeah, we got coach. It's time. A.A. Best Bell Bonds brings him to you. Here he is, the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. Morning, Coach. How's your week been? Week's been good. Good morning, gentlemen. Good How's morning. Week going? You know what, Coach? You know, as you know, we got more Cowboy fans down here than, than up there in Dallas per capita. So, this week – it's been hype, man. You know, it's been. Oh, it, nice. it, 
Yeah, it's been it's been an exciting week, man. I know how's the how's the feeling in the, in your locker room around your guys? Is it the same feeling as we getting down here? Oh yeah, uh, huge uh, huge urgency um, throughout the week. So yeah, we're we're definitely we're building till Sunday. Uh, I've been very impressed with the guys this week. You know, Coach, uh, so, so many old Dallas Cowboy fans do appreciate the way you do treat history. It's always been part of your your method of bringing up the, the rivalries and the story t- that go behind uh, what goes on here in the history of the Cowboys. And certainly the 49ers play true to that. And you have roots on both sides. And as you prepare for a game like this, we've heard you say, you know, you want to – it's a game. It's more than a game. I mean, how do you balance that? You, you don't want them too high, but you certainly want them to know it's prime time in 49ers. You don't have to tell them that for sure. Do you pull anybody back? Are you having to pull on the reins here? Or is it just – it's playoff atmosphere? Well, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, each and every week, you, you know, your, your time and energy, you, you know, you're only given so much. And you got to utilize it to the best of your ability and the focus. And, you know, we have to do, you know, these interviews and participate with the media. Uh, but, you know, other than that, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, you really, I mean, you really dialed into, you know, the planet. Frankly, it's, uh, you know, when you play these, which was, which is a good thing. You're playing all these Sunday night games and the travel and, it takes my point is it takes you a couple of weeks to get into routine. So mm-hmm. I just feel like we're finally getting into the flow of a, preparing for a, a normal week, and we understand who the opponent is. But um, these guys do they do a great job of just focusing on what we need to do because you know obviously you pour so much each and every day and especially every week in, into these games. Speaking of building up toward this and you know having some normalcy, talk about your offensive line. Yes, it looks sir. like it's going to be full strength this <laughs> Sunday. Finally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we did, had everybody out there yesterday, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to a good report from the training room this morning. And so we're we're definitely headed in that direction. Uh, as you head into a weekend against a, a football team that you're very 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 familiar with, uh, you look for differences, things that have changed. Certainly, you taking over the play callings. One, Steve Wilkes taking over the defense as well. What are you seeing in his defense that has changed over Ryan's? That certainly they're still very good, but there has to be some things in there uh, that. Uh, the layman like me might not have noticed. Yeah, definitely. No, that's a very good question. I, I think you know when you look at this this schematic matchup, and you know, and you look at Steve's history, um, you know, he has you know taken over you know a defense that's been very successful, and it's a scheme that they truly believe in, and, and he has stuck to it pretty, you know, pretty consistently. And you know, and obviously the, they, the way they played the first four games is a big part of that. But but you're always uh, when you go into these matchups, you're always looking at coordinator's background and history so frankly there's been a lot of extra time and energy put into steve's you know steve's background and you know as, as far as you know both brian and i have competed against steve uh as as play callers so because uh, you know he, he he was he's part of different you know totally different mindset when he's in carolina cleveland arizona so um so just be cognizant of it but they're they're playing very very similar to what they've played in the past you get the matchup this week coach of uh coach you know michael parsons and trent williams Trent, a lot like Tyron Smith, one of the better left tackles, if not the best left tackle in the game. You know, do you get with DQ? You talk about moving Parsons around, or you just let these guys go mano mano and, and may the best man win all night? Well, I mean, moving Mike around is you know normal is, is what we do. Yeah, that's right. our norm. Um, so that that will not change. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, you're in tune with all the the matchup and Trent's. Trent's, you know, he's played at a high level for a long time, so you know we're we're definitely aware of that. But yeah, it's we're going to run our defense, um, and you know they do it. They do a lot on offense, you know, formation and shift wise. So um, you know we, we 
we, we feel really good about our plan. So excited to see our guys get out there and compete and win Sunday night. Hey, Coach, how's the what's the running back depth chart look like for you? Uh, is it how's Dowdle? What's your fullback situation? How how are we stacking in coming into uh, yeah. a busy today and tomorrow? Yeah, everything's the same here, Rob. But you know, Rico practice yesterday good. looked good, so I look for him to. To be back, so you know, rotation has been pretty consistent. Coach, trying to I'm trying to find some problems here, Coach. I'm trying to find some issues that uh, as we come they into this game. Any. I mean, uh, I'm a professional fault finder, and it's hard for me to find something. Give me a give me give me a problem that I should be looking at. Well, I think just the biggest thing is you know we're trying to stay in our rotation, and uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I just look at I'm all about answers. I don't have any problems. That's <laughs> <laughs> Rudy. Maybe Rudy can help us. I got, hey, coach, I got nothing, man. I just, I just want to see a good, entertaining football game. I know you've talked with us in the past, coach, about these Sunday night games. You prefer playing a little bit earlier, but, uh, but, you know, you got Sunday night is primetime. The first, I'm shocked that this is the first time the Cowboys have played the 49ers in a primetime game since 1990. That just doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah, I, I didn't realize that, but. Yeah, I, I think like anything. I mean, Sunday night's a blood. I mean, these games are a blast to play because, you know, the energy is just unbelievable. You know, and our fans will be there, show up strong like they always do. So, I mean, that, that part of it is you, you look forward to it. It's just it's just when you get off that plane at 4 a.m., <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you're just a little behind for the next one. So, yeah, that, that's that's really the challenge that is the travel and the late night. But, yeah, take yeah, trust me, that these games are, I mean, we're blessed. They're a joy to play. Coach, last year, you of course, you know, Tony Pollard goes out in that, in that game in the playoffs. And to me, you know, I, I could be biased, but to me it changed. Talk about his role that he's going to play Sunday night and having, you know, hopefully having him for an entire game and how that makes y'all's offense that much better. Oh, I mean, Tony's one of our primary, primary guys. I mean, t- Tony's a, a dynamic back. So, I mean, um, and he, he can do it in, in all three phases. I've been, I've been so impressed with his – his pass protection, you know, we were asking mm. our guys to do more than we've done in the past. And, and, uh, yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony's our, he's our ace. You know, he needs to touch the ball. That's for sure. I heard Michael Gallup talking about Brandon cooks. He was, he was asked about, you know, you know, maybe why cooks hasn't got the looks that he's supposed to get, but he said, Gallup brought up an interesting point about like, Hey, if cooks is out there, he's taking a couple of guys with him. He's a deep threat. Is that and I know Cooks is a team guy. Y'all have talked about him since before he got on the field and how great of a teammate he is. But do you look to get him more involved? I mean, because obviously you didn't bring him in just to be a quote unquote decoy. I no doubt. I mean, we've played four games. Uh, you know, Brandon's missed one. But yeah, we want we want to spread the ball around. We want everybody to be happy, and it's and it's hard when you play with this approach. But it's it's better for us in the long run um, because you know. A lot of games, seventeen games. You're gonna need everybody, and the quarterback. Right. You know, that he's 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 doing his job. He's spreading the ball around, and that's the way we play. So, but yeah, definitely, I definitely get Brandon a ball. But he does. I mean, he he commands a lot of respect out there. I mean, you you, you see corners when he lines up. It's you know they're playing a different technique. And they play a different depth when Brandon's out there. So, you know, it's something that we have been able to take advantage of because he usually takes two when he, when he goes vertical. Uh, Coach, a question about your turnover margin, which is just ridiculous, man. To, to be able to play like this, to have the benefit of just all these extra possessions, at what point do you start to to count on it? I mean, at what point do you start to rely on the fact that, man, uh, we're getting three, four of these a game, and, and we got to have a scheme for it? And what do you do when they're not there? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you got to make sure you just stay on top of both sides of the equation. You know, number one, we're taking care of the ball 
you know, significantly better than we have. Um, and that and that's been a major, major emphasis for us. But, you know, our takeaways is, 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 is part of our DNA. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you can't go in the game and just say, "Hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be plus two and we're gonna win," because, you know, that's you, you know, that's why the formula of complementary football is the, is, is such an emphasis for us. Because there's gonna be games where the offense is gonna have to go win it for the defense, and special teams is gonna contribute, and you know, vice versa. So uh, that's what we're working towards, just to make sure that we can, you know, play our best ball, but pick up for one another when the other one's under under you know under a challenge. It's you know they're up against it. So, uh, but yeah, you got to take care of the ball, and we continue to do that. We'll we'll be right where we need to be. As you guys take care, so do they. And and you, you turnovers, interceptions are one thing, strips another. Uh, are you willing to sacrifice a couple yards after catch or carry uh, for a, a a couple of turnovers, or is the tackle the key? Because I look at what the Forty ers do, and those big running backs we call wide receivers, they run up, and I guess we could go vice versa on that too. Uh, they get a lot of yards after the touch. Uh, what's the what's the balance there between the strip for the turnover and the tackle to be made? Well, we track tackling, we track broken tackles, and and, and I like you know we're we're. You know, for this point of season, we're we're higher than we've ever been here. So, uh, we need to win the tackling battle, no doubt about it. We got to we got to make sure we tackle these guys. They do they do a great job of of yards after the contact. But you know, so do our guys, and they're a good tackling team too. So that will definitely be a battle. But I'll tell you what, you better take care of the ball in today's game because everybody's punching at it. So if you look at it that as giving up extra yards, just you know, just go watch the fundamentals in this league because this this game has changed. Um, you know, as far as the, the attack on the ball to me is at an all time high. You got you have to take care of the football, Coach. Real quick, and, and this is just a, a, a like a player question. If you're grading me on tape, you see me come. I punch for the ball, uh, but I don't make the tackle. Do I get a plus two point five on that, or or a minus seven five on course? Well, there's leverage and everything that goes to it. You know, there's you know there's two man situation, three man situation, and you know the first part of it is the pursuit. So, uh, but yeah, I mean we we grade everything. You know and you can't ask and teach fundamentals of your team and then, you know, not grade it accordingly. So, but, you know, that, that, everything's tied together how we teach our fundamentals. Coach, I know you spend a lot of time in Green Bay. Of course, you heard the name a lot, but I know you're just a football guy. Anything you want to say about Dick Buckus and the passing of Dick Buckus? Yeah, yeah just, uh, just, I mean, I, I do not know uh, Dick Buckus, but, um, you know, I, I've had a chance to be around Coach Dick, uh, and, uh, you know, I just know, and, you know, in that Chicago fan base, uh, you know, he just was a, a great, great part of their history there. So just uh, I give my thoughts and prayers to the Buckus family. Hey, Coach, we want to thank you as Good always. Luck, Coach. For, as always, man, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, as always, <laughs> travel safe. We look forward to a good couple of days of practice, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. He is the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys heading into, as we like to say around here, the game of the week of the year. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's October eighth. It's the game of uh, not the week, today, but it's October eighth of the year. It's October eighth until next week. It's again. when the games really matter more next week. But if, this week, this win is like I said it. You you win this game. It's a three hundred yard drive, Rob. Beautiful, not like nothing you've seen. But guess what? You got to hit it again. I'll worry you about hit that it again. from the fairway. You got to hit it again. We'll talk about what we heard and Spurs coming next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.
0600, what's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Why <laughs> our energy just kicked Woo-hoo. in? My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're riding the high that was Mike McCarthy's interview. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Now, we expect a few things from you, like what? going to our YouTube channel, watching us. You better. We are appropriately attired in uh, maroon or crimson, depending on uh, your persuasion. Uh, getting ready for a fine weekend of football. Uh, Mike McCarthy was, I wouldn't call him giddy, but he is in good mood. That guy is ready he's to go play some football. Mood. He's got a full first when, time. I know he's in a good mood when he calls us by our name. Yes, sir. He does. And he, he did. I'm not asking him about the red zone, Brian Thorne. You know what? I wasn't, I mean, I, only, what's they, he going to say? Not only that, it's not that, like, there's 17 in our, uh, 17 red zone Mike McCarthy clips in our audio vault that we play six times on our show. Then the Blitz plays six times on their show. Then we play him again the next day. Then the next day. I don't. I, it's so hard. Look, we because he's a Cowboy coach, we hear from him all week long. And it's, it's, it's tough to figure out, like, okay, red zone. Yeah, we know. We, 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 yeah, we know. And he knows. And they, they got better. But, again, it is what it is. What do you want me to ask him about the red zone that he didn't ask answer on Monday and then on Wednesday and then yesterday after practice? I don't know what else to ask him about the red zone. If Hendershot catches a pass and Dak is two feet forward, th- there would be no questions to ask. Hendershot, uh, slippery hands, and, like again, C.D. Lamb where the line of scrimmage was. We'd have been done. Shout out Harlandale Indians. Yes, sir, Goldfinger, one, two, three. We shout out all those. Harlandale? Why not? Why are we shouting them out? I don't know. He asked us to. Oh, no. Shout out to Harlandale. Shout out to Roosevelt, Churchill, Brennan, Warren. Every, I mean, shout out to all the high schools. Don't start shouting. Don't start I'm just, uh, I do what's asked. And you know how you can ask? Go to the YouTube feed and I'll read the scroll. Don't say that, Rob. I'm you, just saying, throw it out there. You know there. how many people I don't on YouTube? always read them. <laughs> okay. Most of the don't time, do I don't that. even know my camera's on. But right now, I'm looking at it, I'm, and I, I will continue nice. to do so. You're not Thank buttoned you. up, though. What's up with the top it, button? You know what? Is it's it one weird of those you... shirts that doesn't really button up well. And then the collar goes the collar weird. gets all yeah. wonky. No, no. I tried. So you're you're excused. I, but you're I, excused. I, yeah, it looks weird buttoned up. Go ahead and go ahead and undo it. I you're have the body today. type that I have to wear a double X because of what's going on around the middle, but I don't carry the weight around my neck, so it looks like I'm I I'm here to tell you, Rob, you are not, not a double X. Oh, uh, we I, gotta I get, No, a, you're not, I, I, dude. You need. I gotta get you in a one X. Those double X drown you. Uh, that's okay. I like to. <laughs> you like the room. I like to swim. <laughs> They're not. My, I'm, you know, I, I'll just talk to Miss Thompson about this because you you have no say so. I'll just tell her, Miss Thompson, stop buying I, I have, double X. I have body issues, Rudy. <laughs> 
you don't. I don't know. That's the size. Of, see, see, if I get like, order a double X, I have never work? had to return it for being too small. Yeah, like why is all this IFFH work to stay in a double X? But see, that way I don't have to worry about returns. Yeah, you it, know it what? It is what it okay. is. I put it on. It it, it isn't too tight. It's not a schmedium. And uh, did you give all the triple X's to Goodwill? Yeah, those are all gone. Because you're not going back there. No. The okay. only thing that I still have left in the uh, tent size, in the fun size tent, are uh, logoed swag that I just. Do you ever put them on for fun to make yourself feel good? I, I have a pair of jeans, dude, <laughs> that anybody who's lost any kind of weight needs to hold on to the fattest pair of pants they ever bought. The reason that they started the diet or the well, it was probably the pair of pants that you need to save. Right. And I, pull it out every now and again and go, my God. I keep a couple triple X's <laughs> and I put it on and just say, babe. And she's like, I get it. Leave me the hell alone. You lost weight. Get out of my face. <laughs> Grab that cookie and go set it on uh, the uh Right above your dresser, and go grab those pants. But see, and, sometimes I put it on also so I can convince myself I can have the so you justify milk, so like, I can have the justify this four piece fried chicken. Either way, when you're done with that little exercise, you're gonna feel pretty good about yourself <laughs> because I got a fat pair of pants that I uh, what I are can, they like a 44, 46, 48, 48? I no think. way, Rob. yeah, man. there's no way you were ever in a forty eight. Maybe it was a 46. There's a 46. I don't believe you was a 48. No way. I don't know, man. You don't got that much ass. Uh, it's all. It was all thighs. It was. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Let's talk to uh, McCarthy joining us. Uh, uh, the, for the first time since Tyler Smith was drafted. Okay, I'm listening. They have a fully functioning starting five at offensive line. You know, but this is the thing, man. Because he talks so much about continuity, speaking of Mike McCarthy, Tyron Smith, man, putting him in and out of the lineup, he messes with the continuity. And I and, and you can't that you in no mm-hmm. world can you justify not playing him, right? You can't justify, but for the sake of continuity, when I haven't had any issues with my offensive line. When he's out, I haven't. He's got to get in where he fit in. I agree. I like, I like yo, Tyler. I'm gonna leave Tyler Smith at left tackle. Tyron, if somebody gets hurt, then you come in. But I, you can't justify that. Everybody will call you an idiot. But I'm like, damn. For the sake of continuity, I gotta just bring Tyron in where he can fit in. But like, oh well, Tyron's playing this week, next week. Oh, right before the game, Tyron's telling us he can't go. Now I gotta go back and shuffle my cards. Like. It's not that he's not a hall, walking Hall of Famer. It's just the fact that I can't count on him. I need to rev up some continuity. And, I'm just, and now as soon as I get it, you have a really good week last week. Now I got to put Tyron back in here. It's an RPP. Do you get the sense that they think Smith has the, the stuff of the Zach Martin at right guard, they got a Hall of Famer if they leave him at left guard. That this cat legitimately has everything to make him a Ooh, Hall. Tyler, of, yeah, that oh, I, gosh. we can't. It's better for us to suffer at left tackle and to keep him at Hall of Fame level play at left guard. It's another RPP, Rob. But, but the thing about it is, I guess because he's he's so good at both. 
I guess you just you just you know you just moving back and forth because that's the only answer to the question you ask. Because I'm with you. I'm just, We're talking to about a head coach who was has paid a fifty thousand dollar fine just trying to squeeze in a couple of more reps because of the continuity we're talking about. Because the offensive line doesn't get enough reps, and he is willing to shake up the snow globe to keep Tyler Smith at left guard. You know what I mean? Like right. no matter what, we're leaving him there. There he's, must be so much there that is so worth good. It. I don't know which one he's better at. Is it guard? I, I to speaking of Tyler Smith, I, I don't know. But obvious. Uh, but in, in their addition, I guess I'm it is RG. better I to have him there than anywhere else, regardless of price. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question because I did. I was watching him. There was a play last week with Tyler Smith where he took on his guy, got off that, and then still made got up the field to make the block on the linebacker. It was like. Again, I I rarely watch offensive line. I don't know why I caught that at that moment. But there's sometimes when I do just sit there and pay attention to Tyler Smith, I'm like, damn, they got one. Well, another one, should I say. Uh, James Pledger dared to ask a question that we might need <laughs> oh to address regarding quarterbacks. But we do look forward to a Houston-Atlanta game where – they're not favored, but maybe the Texans should be favored. This is a team that might, might find its depth. They're not favored versus Atlanta. They, no, they're not. As really? the last I checked, now numbers might have checked. I'm pretty sure they weren't when I last looked. Uh, we'll look around the rest of the NFL as the icing on the NFL cake will actually be the Dallas 49er game. But between then, my goodness, games across the board that do, in fact, matter. The... Uh, the Buffalo game last week. Uh, versus Miami? Now they get the Jags this week. Yeah, kind of brought them back to a, a place where we didn't expect them to be. Yeah, because, see, after they lost to the Jets, we kind of wrote Buffalo off. Like, oh, yep, we we kind of knew this team was going to head toward the south. They were going down, and then next thing you know, they've won three straight and look like the team that we thought could compete versus the Chiefs. Where do they – are they second in the NFL as we sit? Ooh, behind the 49ers? I mean, not NFL, in the AFC. I mean, let's not go too far. I think right now, to be totally honest with you, and it doesn't mean anything for for playoff-wise, Rob, if we're just doing power rankings, I have to have them one in the AFC. I would have them ahead of Kansas City right now. Is it because of how they looked in general or how they handled the the offense that is Miami? Was it that? It has a lot to do with it, and it has a lot to do with the fact that the offense – has gotten rolling with Josh Allen, and he's you know not turning it over as much as he normally does. But he still turns it over, but just not as much as he was last year. But just on a power-ranking scale right now, today, October 6th, I would have Buffalo ranked number one in the AFC. Uh, do we have any European games this week? No. Nobody's over there this week. No, 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 none. Jags and Bills. Uh, the J- oh, they are, they yeah. are overseas? The yeah. Jags again? Okay. The Jags doing their European oh, stretch. Oh, so they just stayed? Did they just stay in London? Yeah, they got they got all the stuff they need there. They're, they're planning. What time is this game? Eight in the morning again? Because if it is, I ain't gonna get to see it. I don't get to sleep in often. I'm not waking up to watch the to, to watch the Jaguars, even though I do have Christian Kirk on my fantasy team. Speaking of, uh, did you watch any of the yeah, uh, the Disney broadcast at all? I saw some. I I I, I watched it on Instagram. Like I watched the replay and it. They put a side-by-side of the cartoon versus the real game, and it was spot on. Pretty amazing, huh? Yes. I don't know how they do it, but they did it, and it was pretty good. 
for those that cared, and there were enough, it was the largest live stream uh, uh, that Disney's ever put out. No way. Yeah. And that, what? They, but they all that Disney's done, they've done some regular season baseball and some regular season MSL or MLS. Excuse yeah, there me. you go. Um, but th- that football game and the Toy Story side of it was the largest live stream that Disney has ever had. And the ESPN Plus stream of the game was the largest ESPN plus NFL stream that's they've ever ran- had. That's random as hell. Well, I think it's Euros jumping on this. I think it's uh Euros don't care about NFL, do they? I mean I, it, now I can see if you were telling me Mexico cares, yeah, I get it. But Europe? NFL? The Kansas oh, is it is Kansas City going to play in, in Germany? Is that the the German we'll game? Look it up. But I, I know that the tickets in, in for the German game sold out Immediately. Well, I get that part. I think most of those are U.S. military people, though. (laughs) The reason I bring this up is I I, I saw a story. Well, uh, well, you know, the NFL has a, 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 uh, you know, a a marketing plan, a a business plan in play Mm -hmm. where they they uh, hope to achieve twenty five billion in annual revenue Mm -hmm. uh, in the next three years. That's a that's a lofty goal, but you got to set goals when you're that type of business. I think I think at some point they get to 25 billion. I don't know if it's going to be in three years. Well, they're though. only a couple of billion short already. They're already there. Okay, they're they're very close. But the problem that the NFL's run into, as as we talk about expansion and finding more money, is uh, because they've already signed the TV deals. There's no more TV revenue coming in. So they're going to have to find, as is in, known in the business, alternative revenue they're streams. They're maxed out on TV, right? Yeah, there's no more money. That they've signed the contract. It's up to you know, all they do is cash the checks now. Right. Um, either expanding your market, bringing in Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, that kind of thing, Disney, or uh, utilizing the uh, the things you've already got. And the NFL is the last of the major leagues uh, around the world to utilize uh, uniform patches. I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't. I mean, NBA has them. I guess everybody does. I guess I wouldn't care. But I mean, what do you got to pay to be on Jerry's uniform? Uh, Enough to, uh, at the very minimum, to achieve what they're hoping to bring in just a couple more billion. What would Whataburger have to give Jerry? I, I can't. You see what I'm saying? Like you can't. I I don't know if they can do. I don't know if these businesses can afford it. Would you prefer? If you had the kind of money, would you put your name, and you were going to do some sports marketing. It's not a matter of if, but it's just where. Put your name on a stadium, put your name on a team, you or see, pay a player. To me, with, the, with, with stadiums and uniform patches, to me, that just, I think that's ego. I don't know if it like actually helps your business. Like the Frost Bank Center. Yeah, like, I don't know if it helps your business. Like, it shows I, your like, success. Are you, you going to go out, you or Edwin, y'all going to go out and open an account at Frost? Well, maybe if I get a fancy picture on my checks. No, exactly. You're not. So basically, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you're not. Those are ego brand, and it's branding. I get it. Don't get me. Don't get it wrong. It's branding, and it works. I get it. There's a section of advertising that matters, and it's called branding. I get it. But if I got to give you ten million a year just to put my patch on there, that's like, man. Well, your CEO is just a cowboy fan, or your CEO is just a spur fan. You know what I mean? Like, I, does that? What what are we what are we doing well, here? I joked, Spending but there was that, a time where I wanted to go to the bank that had the ability the to checks. provide me a check. Yeah, a one of those check. things. 
with a with the Spurs logo on it. Really, I really wanted that. So I think that I could have made them for you. I think I ended up. Now it's well, you, can you put it on my ATM card or can you put it on my yeah. Visa card or whatever? Well, you know it might what? Be. I, might, I would. I wouldn't mind having a little. It, it was pretty cool. So I mean, it's worthy of the. Uh, of the investment there, but I, you can see where the NFL is. But if you ask me, I would never. I'd rather be on the jersey. I don't care to be on the stadium. I'd rather be on the jersey. Uh, or um, my last part of that. Or would you just pick a player and dive full in on that player? Player, like have. If like, I had to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm like, you know, I want to see some return other than just the branding of it. I'm definitely going player because LeBron. Probably sells more. Oh, LeBron sells. You know how many than, you know how many Cavaliers spicy ever sold. cheddar ruffles LeBron sells, and sprites that he don't drink, and chips that he don't eat. Did you see for a day you can put you can like San Antonio Sports Star can buy the Vegas Sphere for four hundred and fifty k for a day, or you can pay six fifty and we can be San Antonio Sports Star Sphere for a week. So if we paid the Sphere six hundred fifty thousand, we could have our logo on that Vegas Sphere for a whole week. For six hundred fifty thousand, could I sublet? Could I buy the week and then sublet it out? Could I sublease the no, uh, time? You can't do that. That would be like so. You saying like, oh well, you well, you is oh. IFFH gonna pay for the time? But I'm gonna I want to spend some of it on blue chew. No, you can't do that. My life changed when a guy turned to me and said, "Here's where I started making money when I started buying it by the acre and selling it by the foot." So you trying to basically? I'm say, like, hey, oh, six fifty a week, huh? And then we go and, and say, hey, Twin Peaks, for a y'all want to pay us two hundred fifty thousand for a minute for for four hours? Yeah, that uh, you know that sphere thing is like the Blade Runner. It's the future. We've seen Dude, it. It's I, happening now. If I had the if I if I was Bezos, I'd buy I'd put Amazon on that sphere for a week. What's six hundred fifty k to Bezos? He makes that th- every thirty minutes. I have it on good authority. He's been there. I have a, I have a witness eyewitness account that he was there that the opening night. With oh, wait, for you too. He's already been scouting the place. Nice, spectacular. No, I saw. I think look, I, I, your brother probably saw LeBron too. He was there. Every, everybody. LeBron the list there. seemed to be nuts. That now you two's going to be there for another. Did you take LeBron for a U two fan, or is everybody a U two fan? Rudy, they're the greatest band that ever was. Relax, or ever will be. So let's that's just, EWF, let's sir. Just that's EWF. It. Let's leave it there. The uh, <laughs> that's EWF. I, I, we have to talk a little bit about James Pledger's uh, his question question because the only reason it has any merit at all is that of the quarterbacks that came out last year, despite a concussion and some little nagging injuries to another, uh, C.J. Stroud has turned in turned out to be by far the most prepared. Uh, has lived up to every bit of the hype. He is a very settling and and professional looking quarterback after three games. I, I can't believe we're really doing this after four games. Look, I, I'm, a, I'm a CJ fan. I became a CJ fan after the Georgia game. I was like, wow, he's mm-hmm. the real deal. Because I didn't know. Because I'm like, oh, he's playing up there in the Big Ten. I don't really respect the Big Ten. And uh, there's not an Ohio State quarterback that's ever really been good, including Justin Fields. But then along came Georgia and CJ Stroud showed out and they probably beat Georgia if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't get targeted. But after four games, we're asking the question, would you rather have CJ or Dak? I mean, look. Well, it's not about CJ or Dak. But that I, was his question. I, I know, but I'm taking it obviously Dak has had ridiculous success and CJ Stroud can pray to the football gods and only hope to have the record that Dak Prescott has after eight years. 
Mm-hmm. For six years, eight, whatever, how long it's been now? Seven years. I mean, th- Dak's only thing Dak hadn't done is winning the. <laughs> he's won you. everywhere, but there. But he hadn't won a playoff game and all that. But regular season, C.J. Stroud, you pray to the gods you had the same career that Dak Prescott. Well, the has thing had. is, now the only good point that not only good point, but one of the great points that Pledger brought up, Rob, is he's doing it with less. His offensive line is in shambles. Mm-hmm. His defense doesn't take the ball away like that. He doesn't have a Tony Pollard. He don't have a C.D. Lamb. Speaking of C.J. Stroud. Like he's doing, he's putting up 300 yards per game with much less than what Dak is. But I don't even know. Like, isn't it the comparison should be like your, you know, Andy Richardson is. or Bryce Young or Justin Fields? Like, I don't know how it's Dak. And now, if you want to compare apples to apples, James Pledger, Dak Prescott was 13 and three his rookie year. CJ Stroud ain't going 13 and three. He's not. He's not. That's just the facts. So, I don't know even how to compare them because one guy's eight years in, one guy's four games in. So I I had a hard time answering. I didn't even answer because I don't know how to answer it. Well, there's no answer there. But I, I will say this, that I, I've i seen enough to know this guy's going to be a success. And the question for us it should be in general sure? manager. Yes, I, I've seen enough. I, I know by just three. I, I probably could have told you after two games. Okay. Even with losses, I, you can just see it. Now, a lot of it is circumstance. A lot of it is comfortability and coach and environment. and Not a lot, most, I would say. Right. But all those came together, and C.J. Stroud, you got a quarterback. He's there. It's not Justin Fields after a couple years where you see a little bit, nope, there it was, it came, no, nope, maybe, yes. This is, by every measure, your quarterback for the next 10 years. Run problem solved. Move on to the next one. You got your guy. Fair. I'm with that. And there is so much... But I would in that. Yeah, I would have liked the question. I get why we went with Dak because we're in Dak country. Yeah. But I would have went with a more like a, maybe a quarterback, maybe a Herbert, maybe a Joe Burrow, maybe a you know somebody closer to experience level than Dak. It's a tough question because again, if we're talking the upside, then yeah, I'm taking CJ because I've seen I've seen a lot of Dak. But if we're just talking about like you know guy for guy right now, I don't I, I haven't seen enough from CJ. Now. So much of CJ's success does lie in what we just said. It's not just the talent around you, but it is. It's not just the coach you got, but it is. It's not just the offensive line you got, but it is. It's all those things, and it's not when you try to figure out who your quarterback is. Now, if you're you're Caleb and you're sitting at USC. I'm listening. And you're pulling three mil off your NIL. Is he making that much? Damn. I, whatever, whatever. He's making a million. It's LA. Let's say a million. Yeah. And he's getting paid by Wendy's. He's got, he's making money. Uh, the Bears have the number one pick. I stay in school. You stay in school? I stay in school. Is this a but terrible the, the, but turn this, but this in the, the fortunes but of this the the professional football? No, because this is the thing with the, if you're Caleb. At some point, you got to leave school, and at some point, a team that is terrible is going to take you. So you can duck and dodge the sorry-ass Bears this year, but next year, it's Mm -hmm. another sorry-ass team that's going to ruin your career, is going to be right there to take you. So unless you're going to pull a John Elway or an Eli Manning and say, if you take me, I won't show up. If you're not going to pull an Eli Manning, which he gets no flack for that, by the way, none. No flack for saying, oh, San Diego, screw you, I'm not going there. And had his daddy calling everybody around the league saying, Get, my son don't want to go to San Diego. No, no, no. Never gets any flight for that. But anyway, unless he's going to do that, at some point you're going to get taken by a bad team. 
It just it's just the way the world that's the way it's set up. And now, you know, it, if you weren't as good in college like a Patrick Mahomes, then you fall to 10th and you fall into a perfect situation. So go back to school and suck. <laughs> you know, go back to school, have an awful senior year, drop in draft status and then go to a better team. That's all you can do because if you come back and you have another Heisman like year, a terrible team is going to draft you number 1 or number 2. It's just the way the world works. Sorry. Run all, you can run but you can't hide. And do you start as bear fan or bear organization? How much do you court? You know what? It just How much man. do you give a guy? This is the thing, man. You got 12 games left if you're the Bears. It all depends on what Justin looks like these last 12 games. Because, I mean, if Justin looks like what he did last night, Rob, then you take a left tackle and and then you take a defensive end with Carolina's pick. As far as the college football world has shifted, we haven't gotten there yet. And I think we're going to be there in April. Right. And coming back, let's talk with one of our favorite guys. His name is R.J. Ochoa. He works at Blogging the Boys, but, you know, he got his start right here on San Antonio Sports Star as a rock the mic champ. R.J. Ochoa next here on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's the R.J. Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It is R and R and R and J all rolled up into one. We call it the RJ Ochoa Show. You just call it fun. Welcome aboard, RJ, repping the colors, rocking the strows. Strows? Okay, whatever. This this is a Rangers town. Anyways, go Cowboys. You know, I thought, Rob, after 347 days without a win, that Rudy would be a little bit more sunshiny and optimistic (laughs) this morning, uh, considering the Chicago Bears, who have the same color scheme as the Houston Astros, by the way. Yes, they do. uh, Are winners. uh, I won. Under 10 seconds, Rudy. Uh, I won. Yeah, well, good. I, that that was easiest money you ever made, Rob. I mean, take it again <laughs> next week. Don't worry, I got you. Yeah, uh, he won't celebrate. Time, uh, I was clunking. He for will K- not I'm, celebrate. I'm clunking for Caleb. I I wanted no part of that win last night. I'm a Cowboy fan. Uh, I, I switched over last week. We don't want you. Damn. Well, you know what, RJ? Speaking of the Cowboys, we just talked with Coach Mike McCarthy. And it seems like you're on an island by yourself. I've heard from Dak. I've heard from Mike. I've heard from McCarthy. Everybody feels like uh, Clarence, Clarence Hill, Todd Archer. Your theory of this is just another game, no matter who wins, no matter who loses, no big deal, nothing to see here. It seems like you're on an island alone. You're you're, you're kind of like Tom Hanks, and you got you know Spalding. That's it. You're all alone. <laughs> this is a bigger game than what R.J. Ochoa feels like it is. Um, you know that was my take originally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember. It, it, I was, it, it, and I was with you. Yeah, uh, it means a lot that you've seen all the work I've done over the last week. Uh, but, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously adopting the party line at this point. Um, I've, I, but I find it strange. I mean, I really do find it interesting, whatever you want to call it, that, that they're willing to come out and say that this is not just a regular game. Um, right. I mean, what is cool, what is cool about that is, I mean, that's how fans feel, right? Like, it, it feels like, you know, we say all the time, like, oh, I wish that they wanted it as badly as, as I do, right? Like, right. I wish they understood what it's like to be a fan. 
they kind of do here. They kind of get it. And um, if they lose, people will come for them and, and make fun of them. And I don't know if, if, you, if they win, whether or not people give them extra credit. But it, it is definitely a unique way to go about this. But Mike McCarthy has had some unique approaches to games in the past, and it's generally worked out well for him. Uh, R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys here on San Antonio Sports Star for his weekly uh, and, and talking to McCarthy, I told him, look, man, I, I'm trying to find problems here, and I'm not seeing too many. You got a, you got your offensive line completely together. Uh, I mean, we can complain about red zone, but, I mean, scoreboard. Uh, give me some problems that maybe I'm missing. I mean, you're right. Um, it's worth mentioning that if the offensive line does make their full-on debut today, that it will be the first time in over 347 days, so That's a longer crazy. streak. Um, than, it, it's literally never happened since they drafted Tyler Smith. Um, Tyler and Tyron have never taken a regular season snap next to another. Um, I mean, other problems would be run defense up the middle. The, the Cowboys are, are kind of good at setting the edge, uh, but, but along the interior, they're a little bit more susceptible. And, you know, that's why they drafted Mozzie Smith. And everybody's like, how come this dude isn't amazing after four games? And it's, well, you know, hang on. Let's let's just kind of take a breath. Right. Um, but they can be had there. Um, their depth at linebacker is a little bit questionable. And, you know, look, they obviously played very well last week. But they are still without their top cornerback. And Stephon Gilmore looks... I wouldn't say a step, but maybe a quarter step slower than, you know, the prime. For sure, that's fair. And, that's fair. Yeah, and that time makes a difference. I mean, and, you know, against a team that loves to work play action and all these underneath crossing routes and things like that, like, that could be the difference. I mean, you know, that, mm-hmm. that could be the difference between an incompletion and a Brandon Ayuk 69-yard touchdown. What have you seen this year that gives you confidence that they actually have what it takes to – Contain. You're not going to stop. Contain Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the existence of Micah Parsons. Um, but, I mean, you know, that's that's another thing in and of itself. We uh, we played a game on one of our shows this week where we said, you know, who other than Dak and McCarthy is under the most pressure this week. And the consensus was kind of Mike, or excuse me, Micah Parsons. Um, and, wow. and not that Micah does, doesn't have, you know, benefit of the doubt in spades to kind of burn up right like he's got all the credit in the world you know that he's already earned but but Micah loves to talk about like how he's the lion how he lives for big moments he loves to talk about run right at me uh well the Cardinals ran right at you bro I mean you know what I mean they they were not afraid and it 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 worked to your detriment and so that would be the thing I mean although they've been susceptible in that same capacity already so far this season only through four games but Micah Parsons Demarcus Lawrence who uh, whose name I've sang the songs of here on this show, at least, and, and not been properly recognized by one of the gentlemen in Maroon this morning. I won't point fingers <laughs> and say who. Uh, but um, they, they have some elite run stoppers. But again, that generally applies to runs along the edge. The reality is they can't stop Christian McCaffrey. This is a, this is a, a, a whatever, like, rodeo you got to hang on um, and, and hold on for dear life. You just have to outlast them. It's a it's a true classic game of Survivor. Jeff Probst is going to be the main official. That's R.J. Ochoa speaking with us, as always, from the uh, highly adorned uh, video background. I, you have one of the best in the business. We don't want to give you some credit oh. where it's due. Thanks. Uh, I've got the lights on. It's yeah, I was going to say, the recessed lighting looks fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. It really, it really, finally cooperating.
worthy of going to your YouTube feed so you can watch RJ Ochoa doing this. Uh, let's talk schematics here. I was reading an interesting thing about the 49er offense where they use motion more than any team in football. Where they, they, they use motion on 73% of their pass plays. And when we think about the Cowboys, they're a man defense. They, they like to settle in and man and get to the quarterback as fast as possible. What are we going to see in that motion defense that's going to expose, or what are we going to do with this uh, defense that likes to play in man against a team and a quarterback that thrives in man coverage? I mean, you know, it sounds so stupid. You know, why only do it 73% of the time, right? Like, why not do it? Like, well, 90 you know, if it's that uh, successful, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you you know, people think that you put players in motion. Uh, people call it eye candy or whatever. It just distracts somebody. But at the end of the day, it gives you a numerical advantage. I mean, the Cowboys had Kamonte Turpin go in motion last week and handed it off to him and suddenly had a numerical advantage on the right side of the ball. And it, well, lo and behold, it was a 46-yard gain. Granted, he humbled, but, I mean, whatever. Um, so, I mean – you have two options, Rob. You can either you can either be stubborn, you can, you can kind of call it being stubborn, and say, "All right, we just got to get a hat on a hat. We just got to go be better. We're the Dallas Football Cowboys. We got to go be this mighty defense, and, and we just got to run for them or run with. Them. We got it's a track meet. Let's go, everybody. Get your your G two and your you know electrolytes kind of pumping and flowing through your body, or you adjust. <laughs> you 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 play zone. I mean, you play zone and you kind wow. of trust your safety. Wow, which would be, you prefer? to see the Cowboys do as a fan or as a. I've brought this up before this analogy and shout out to a good friend of mine, Bobby Belt from the fan in Dallas. Uh, he says it all the time. You remember in the 40 year old Virgin where Steve Carell is being coached by his friend. Um, and he says, well, I, I just, I don't want to do that. It doesn't feel right. Right. And his friend says, his friend says, man, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but like what right isn't working for you. Like maybe <laughs> you got to try some wrong. Um, and, you know, it sounds, I wouldn't say unconventional, but it sounds strange to kind of do something you haven't been doing, but that's what it takes. I mean, these dudes have kicked your ass two times in a row. I Point. mean, and a, a, a big reason for that is this exact principle and this exact foundation. So you have to be able to, you know, have to be willing at least to think outside of the box and try some wrong to use the proverbial, you know, kind of theme. Um, I would not be opposed to that. And you don't have to commit like 100% or whatever, but you have to be willing to adjust and to adapt because that's what they are. They, they will find your weakness and they will adapt. They truly are water. They will find a way to get out no matter <laughs> right. how they have it. Um, I saw you share Shereen Williams asking Michael Gallup about the lack of usage on Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup's answer as to, you know, hey, no matter what, if, whether he's getting touches or not, he has to be accounted for. I talked with McCarthy about that as well. I, while I get that, RJ, and I think there is something to that, I also don't feel like they brought him in here to be a decoy. Like, they have to find a way to work him in. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but what I would – not that you're like, oh, they're losers for not – No, 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 not at all. all. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, you have to consider the context that, you know – They've blown out three of the four teams they've played, then right? There's so like, then there's that. Yeah, you're not you're not exactly in a position where you're like, okay. And he missed one plays. game too, yeah. Yeah, let, let's let's run the 80-yard bomb to Brandon Cooks, right? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, the the games have, have sort of lent themselves to the Cowboys trying. They, they've, they've got a big lead, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's turn right. the, 
the, the hourglass upside down and push the sand out as quickly as possible so we can get home with the win. Um, but yeah, I mean, we would love to see. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. Like at least, uh, at least an attempt. Can I just see it? A forty-yard bomb attempt, one-on-one. I just want to I see mean, it. It's like it's like having a toy, your your favorite toy, right there, and you're just not opening it. I just yeah, want to open the toy. It's a it's a collectible though. There will, there will come a moment that that makes the the rider proper sense. Um, but I don't. I still don't know that this is that team. Like I mean, mm. you know, you don't. Do you want to get into a shootout with these guys? Like, and again, I'm not a proponent for like you got to run the ball and milk the clock and things like that. But I mean, this, this offense is the entire principle of all this is the low hanging fruit. So I mean, you've got all this sweet, luscious fruit in your face, fruit, and you're like, well, I want that that bushel of, yeah, of apple that's way me. up. I mean, go get go get the ladder. It's like, no, dude, it's all right here. We don't even have to work. Just roll over and fuck some yourself. Is it possible for this game to be a shootout? No way. I'm taking the under yeah, all day. Like, I don't know what it is. Even... I say I say no. Guys, I mean the Niners offense has scored over thirty points in thirteen straight games. No not against the that. Cowboys. But, you know, and the Cowboys are scoring point points in buckets too. Uh, but I don't see a lot of offense here. And that kind of takes me to the next question. Cowboys win if and rank the reasons one, two, three. If one, if two, if three. One is if they slow down Christian McCaffrey. I mean, and not just in a, yeah, in a running sense. I mean, he's, he's their overall offense. Two is if they stymie block, uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, and three is if they sustain offensive success themselves. I mean, you can't go 25% in the red zone. Like, no matter how good your defense is, not against these dudes. I mean, you, you, have, to be, you have to walk out with touchdowns. Like, that's, it's really that simple. I mean, it's an old school, you know, oh, you can't settle for field goals. We have to get touch. Like, that's what it comes down to. But – Again, I, the the best thing in this game might be the Niners' offense. It might not even be the Cowboys' defense. Mm. I mean, and that's the thing. Like the, the other side of things, the, the Niners' defense isn't the the big bad monster under the bed that it's been in the past. I mean, they can be had there, and so I, I'm not afraid of when the Cowboys have the ball in their hands. And but as mighty as the Cowboys' defense is, again, this offense is a machine. It is something that they have not seen before, and so. Yeah, maybe they won't score 30 points, but, I mean, I, I still wouldn't. I don't know what the over-under is exactly, but I would not, like, bang 44 and a half. This point. Like, dude, I mean, like, if you think the Cowboys are scoring, what, 23, 27 points on their own, like, I would absolutely lean in favor of the over. This, this they again, they scored 30 points or more in 13 oh, straight games. That had not that had not happened since hmm. the 2013 Denver Broncos. You know, and no no disrespect to their opponents, but I, I do think this is going to be this is the definitely the best defense that they've seen, and and I think Deron Bland is probably a tad underrated, and if they try him, he does have sticky hmm. hands. So I just need to see Purdy with get the screws put. I want to see this guy that we've seen with the screws put to him. I I I really never seen him uncomfortable other than the Philly game where they ended up knocking him out. I never really seen him uncomfortable. I think the Cowboys have what it takes to make him uncomfortable. That's fair, and I mean, if you do that, you probably win. Um, but their offensive line is great. They they have an amazing you know set of pass catchers. Not just wide receivers, not just tight ends, not just. I mean, they everything they have is a threat, and so that's. It's really you're high on this offense. You're really, really high on this offense in San Francisco. I I mean, I'm watching it too, but I don't know. I don't don't know. I mean, this this is truly Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. It's the fastest (laughs) car on earth, it's the best driver on the earth, it's the highest level of engineering on the earth. Like, 
this is, I mean, there's a reason why they are speaking so highly and with such deference to them. I mean, they are, and look, it's not just that it's been four games. It dates back to last year. Kyle Shanahan obviously has a track record of this. Dan Quinn hasn't gotten Kyle Shanahan since, you know, this whole thing has started. It is, it is the tallest task that they will have faced as a group. And obviously that's not necessarily, you know, with regards to circumstances. They've, you know, been in playoff games and things like that. Right. But this is, this is Goliath. I mean, they're, they're really, and they're not David, like to be very clear. I mean, you know, they're baby Goliath maybe, but in, in general, if it's an elite offense going against an elite defense, a lot of times the defense does win out. Those 2013 Broncos lost the Super Bowl because they ran into Dan Quinn and the Legion of Boom. But Great you do point. have to understand that, that this is a very, very different thing than they are accustomed to. That's RJ Ochoa. Check his stuff always on Blogging the Boys and here every Friday. With the, with the Dan Quinn defense that we've seen and the turnovers that they've had, I'm, I'm looking at these numbers trying to find where the difference is between these, these teams that know each other so well. And with the turnovers being an important part of where the Cowboys have gotten, they've sacrificed, I think, sometimes some yards after the catch, some some yardage punching the ball. And I look at what San Francisco does as far as what they do after touch, after either catch or carry, and they lead the league. Um, Do you see the Cowboys maybe sacrificing punching the ball out for just making a tackle, or are those turnovers so absolutely necessary to the offensive success that you might even sacrifice a a couple of yards, not just a couple, a lot of yards, to a team that's going to go get them if you're just trying to punch the ball out? I think you got to be willing to live and die on that tour. I mean, that's that's your game. That's who you are. Um, I mean, look, they've scored a lot of points, obviously, as a team but not offensively, right? Like there's right. a reason that they have a, a plus 83 point differential right. is because of a huge point contribution on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, consider that there are more defensive players with touchdowns than there are wide receivers on the Cowboys right now. CD Lane is the only wide receiver who has a touchdown. That's not a good number. Uh, well, wow. I, That's not a well, good I mean, stat. Uh, to, to be fair and literal, it would be a receiving touchdown because Cavante Turbin did run one in in week one. But yeah, CD is the only <laughs> no, receiver who's caught one. But Deron Bland has a touchdown. Leighton Vanderesh has a touchdown. Rock. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> that it's is stupid. weird. I mean, that is it's, weird. It's it's, it's no one's like complaining. No one's mad about that. But it's evidence of like you hmm. you need to let this defense be themselves. Like you have to be willing to adjust. But at the end of the day, you're who you are, um, and you have to trust that because you literally spent an entire offseason building it to be this exact way. Demarcus Lawrence said as much, RJ, like, hey, we just got to go and take – we have to go and take the ball away. Now, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't, you know, call you to the call you to the square. What's the young man – follow RJ Ocho on Instagram, at RJ Ocho. The young man you had on with you yesterday, is his name Stats? What's his name? Yeah, Rob Stats Guerrero. Rob Stats Guerrero. You allowed him to say – Tony Pollard does a whole lot of the same things as Christian McCaffrey, and you did not, and you didn't rebuttal it at all. And I'm looking at you. I'm looking. I'm watching the entire video. It was a great video, by the way. Good stuff. But how do you allow him to say Tony Pollard does a lot of the same things as Christian McCaffrey and not take him to task for that? I mean, he's the 49ers expert. I mean, so um, and the context of the question was who on the Cowboys, you know, right. if the Cowboys were to win, would, would you look back and be like, man, we didn't we didn't pay enough attention here. Um, and it was Tony Pollard. And then he explained that. Yeah, I mean, I I do think he's Christian McCaffrey light L-I-T-E. I mean, he's he's not. I mean, that's the type of runner Tony Pollard is like he can contribute 
on ground in in the air. Like he is that overall kind of dynamic dude. He's not Christian McCaffrey to be very fair, but I mean like that's his archetype. Um, so he can contribute. In, I mean, rewind, go watch the Vikings game from last year. I mean, Tony Pollard had like 200 total yards and like 120 of them were in the air. That's his game. I mean, so he's more that than he is Derrick Henry is kind of the general, mm. you know, takeaway in my mind. Gotcha. Cowboys win this weekend? Yeah, who you got? For the first time since I think week two last year when the Cooper Rush Cowboys were making their debut against the Bengals, I'm picking against them. Um, I'm, I took the Bengals that game. I was wrong, obviously. Um, I hope I'm wrong here. I just – and look, I, I obviously I want the Cowboys that. to win more than anything. Yeah, I know. Um, but – I just can't like like the the 49ers have the complete and total benefit of that like you know and that's not to say there isn't a path to victory for the Cowboys because there is like there's a very conceivable path to victory for them but if you have to bet your your house you know your you know your lunch money you know whatever like it the smart bet is on the Niners at this point in time like there's an overwhelming amount of evidence to show that not just in terms of who they are as a team but they have had the Cowboys number. And that isn't about like, oh, the Cowboys fold in big moments, whatever. I mean, the Cowboys are an amazing – they've been an amazing elite football team for the last two years and four games. The one kryptonite they have had is this team. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, I uh, the, the chemical composition of kryptonite hasn't changed. And until the Cowboys show a level of invincibility against it, I can't pick them in this exact situation. That's scary to me, RJ, because I don't know if that changes by January. Unless, of course, injuries come about. So it's scary. If I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, and I know coming from you that, you know, you, you call it how you see it, that's a scary thought because I don't know how that changes come playoff time. The only hope you have if you're looking for the, the kind of copium is that maybe you go and even if you do lose, you, you gather a lot of information yeah. from this game, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you're able to, to, to outthink them, outsmart them, outwit them. Again, shout out to Jeff Probst. Um, but, but that, that remains unlikely. I mean, again, you know, it, it's only 13 games or whatever, but like they've never lost a game that Brock Purdy started and finished. I mean, you know, the only game that they have lost featured him and his backup getting knocked out and against an all time team at that. Um, so it's very difficult. I mean, to, again, it, it, it will happen and they will, they will look mortal at some point, but I mean, I don't know that I would bet on it being this week, but I'm pissed off that the Ashes are playing at the same time. It's going to be a very stressful <laughs> kind of three hours in an overall sense. Yeah. Well, Appreciate I think you'll you make it dog. through. He's RJ Ochoa, blogging the boys of Rock the Mic fame and our good friend. Uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Go Stay strokes. safe. We'll talk to you next week. Y'all get some pizza before the weekend's over. Pizza? I'm down. I made some in the Traeger, RJ. Look it up. It's not bad. Appreciate uh, you, big dog. We uh, will be right back reflecting on what RJ had to say and talking some college football. I have a stat for you. Alabama is 122nd nationally in sacks allowed and 116th in tackles for loss. And m is second nationally in sacks and first in tackles for loss. What does that mean? Nothing. We will hear from Nick Saban himself <laughs> next as R&R continues. This is 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the five oh. for the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else 
Would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. That's Rudy J. You know your morning just got better. I'm Rob Thompson. Easy E on the other side. We got two hours coming your way, and then we have. Lots to talk about. The head coach of your Dallas Cowboys will be here in about an hour and a half. RJ Ochoa, uh, about an hour or so from there. Uh, we got Spurs sound. We're hearing from uh, Devante. We're hearing from uh, Malachi. And we're hearing from the what? head coach. Yes. What? Yes. We buried the lead, Rob. What's the lead? Drake dropped an album today. <laughs> you should see. Uh, for those not on YouTube, I wish y'all could have seen Rob's face. Drake dropped today, man. It's a it's a it's Is a, big, it a deal. big deal. Hell yeah, it's a big okay. deal. Okay, that one day, maybe. What are we? Twenty twenty three. About twenty forty three ish. No, twenty thirty ish. Drake will be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. At some point, he will He's get. He's already Bowl. about where he needs to be to do the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's Super Bowl ready, Rob. Look, I, look. He has a catalog that could get us through the thirty-minute Super Bowl halftime. Yes. Right? The catalog is there. Like you can sing. Where plenty of us can sing word for word. NFL's trying to get younger. You know, now, I, clearly with the whole Taylor Swift thing, they're leading into. Your point. Let me tell you. But I, I think to kill I, he dropped today. That's all. I just. Well, that's all. If the prereq for doing the Super Bowl is being about five years away from your previous greatness, Drake's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, he's his act starting to bother me, man. What did know. he do? I, I, what did I don't Drake do? He's a he's the most friendly rapper of all he time. He is a wonderfully <laughs> nice guy. But there's just something I'm trying to equate where I am with him, and this better be something new and different. We're well, kind of riding the same wave with Drake for about five, six years. You know what? Where uh, is Jack? Jack, if you're listening, Jack. I need you to it's, fix this. I'm Jack Thompson, wrong. fix this. I'm not wrong What here. are you teaching your pops over there about Drake? S- spread, what is going on? Spread the envelope out, man. <laughs> you do know something what? a little different. You see? You see, this is what we, see, this is what happens. Now, what happened the first time you two went left on you? You didn't like the album. I didn't. You I see agree. what I'm I, I, I'm a purist. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but I'm not feeling it so far. Well, That's Drake, what you said, right? I, well, I want Drake to try something new. <laughs> he, he He sings. I, it just if this will sound like the same thing came out. No, it if, will not. I, I hope no, not. I, I I know what you're saying. He has a he has a lane, and he's found it. And there's nothing wrong. And with He has that. a lane. I, I'll give you that. But, but those people that like this, when they find their lane, the next stop is a Vegas residency. He'll go do a week in Vegas, right? Or a week in at Madison Square Garden and play the hits, speaking and then he'll of, do the Super Bowl. Speaking of Vegas residency, Usher has one, and he's doing the Super See Bowl. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to have a cow. You have to have a big. Bruno Mars had a Vegas residency for a little bit. You've got to have to big, a big old collection. We have to be very curious of the number of songs that you have, the ones that you're going to play. I mean, we have to really care. It has to be like one in five. You have to have a big catalog. And he's got it. So does Usher. But there's a certain rel- thing about the Super Bowl is it's never the biggest. Like, you know what? It's unless not. it's Riri. And right. that's a little well, different. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's different. But for the most part, it was the biggest five years ago. Right. So I'm not trying to dog on Drake. I really didn't even know. 
<laughs> no, I just I, I like throwing you a curve like that, but I wish y'all could have seen his face. <laughs> like, did you did you know Drake dropped today? No. Jesus. I gotta get you out How the How did you know? Because I'm so- a I'm a Drake fan. I, really? I'm a Drake fan. Huge I, I Drake didn't know fan. that. I love Drake. Well, I now know. Like a lot. I now know. Yeah. The uh It will be played in every NFL locker room oh, all weekend. It's gonna be a busy one. Yeah. <laughs> The I gave you the stat, and this is what Aggie fan is hanging on to. What's that? That uh, while the offense, and by the way, the offense for the for the for the Aggies has been pretty impressive in that they have scored on their first two possessions of in every game this season. Wow, that doesn't happen very often. It's been like twenty years since anybody in the country's done it. But here's the 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 stat that people don't really consider when you think about Alabama. Alabama ranks 122nd nationally in sacks allowed and 116th in tackles for loss. That's not Bama. That's, that's not, not Bama like at, at all. all. That that's that's Texas. I knew you're. You no, know I'm sorry. I, I, I was waiting on real well, Rob to come what back I'm to saying earth. Is that's the kind of thing that takes talented teams to the basement. Right. I mean, you you if you can't get over the I don't care how good your quarterback is. I don't care how good your running backs are. If you're under assault, you're just not going to get much done. A&M is second nationally in sacks and first in tackles for loss. I said, I don't think first, I'm first in the country. In the country. Well, then y'all should win this game. Then I'm going to go to BetUS.com and put the bet the house on y'all. If you're At getting home? to the quarterback. Now, I also heard a little bit of a rumor from a veterinarian on ground that a quarterback might have had a little hamstring issue, but we'll address that as we get closer. This is the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, on the quality of this Texas A&M football team. They do have really, really good down guys. They've got lots of depth. Uh, they play a lot of guys. they got some really significant rushers. Uh, but these guys are really good at striking blocks up front, getting off people. Uh, they have a really good scheme on defense, so they do a lot of stunting, moving, pressuring you, creating negative plays. A good third down package where they're going to put six guys up there in the box and play man-to-man and put pressure on a quarterback. So this will be a challenge for our entire offensive team, but especially the offensive line, because (laughs) I think if you can control the line of scrimmage, at least you can stay balanced and try to stay ahead of the sticks. You know, when I grade a game, it's always it's first and ten. Did we make it second and six or less? Did we get it third and four or less? so that you you don't have negative plays. Those negative plays create drive stoppers, and uh, that's what they've been really, really good at. Nick Saban speaking to the Aggie offense, or defense, excuse me. This is what Nick does. This is what Nick does. Don't Aggies, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. That just lets me know everything that he just brought up, he has a plan for it. Now, that don't mean the plan's going to work, but everything he brought up, that means he has a plan for it. But, again, I, if all that what you told me, if all those stats line up, I'm putting what the Aggies, Bam, excuse me, Bama's the what two and a half favorite. Uh, I'm gonna take I, yeah, Aggies. Mo- I'll take Aggies money line, not to only cover, but to win it. They have a, an opportunity to get a long way. We'll continue looking there, but we got more to do. Uh, I want to give away some tickets real quick. All right, uh, Shine Down. I just like saying that. Papa Roach coming real quick. Uh, the tickets are available to you right now. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN to you and me. I've got a pair waiting on you. Be caller number five, and you're going to go check out Shine Down Papa Roach, and it's coming right around the corner. Speaking of around the corner, uh, we're going to talk some basketball as a couple other Spurs uh, kind of got a little uh, mic time yesterday. We're going to hear from Devonte Graham, Malachi Branham, a couple of guards are going to play a huge role, and they're talking about what they're going through. That's coming up next. This is R and R.
And you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today on this Football Friday. We're getting you ready for a great football weekend. The Red River Rivalry. Alabama at AM. Andrew Monica will join us to preview that one. Cowboys Niners on Sunday night. We'll talk about it with John Mashota from The Athletic at 5.15. It's a great football weekend because, Rudy, you're not going to have to watch your Bears on a Sunday. Hey, they won last night, Jason, so your, your little tease, whatever, man. I told y'all last week I've already switched. I, 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 I'm trying I to pull you back in like yeah, the Godfather. Yeah, can't. I, I look, I'm not going to be blindly loyal to a team where I know ownership doesn't give a damn. Like when they get right back right and they do what they're supposed to do and and you know show some respect to their fan base who is loyal and is nationwide, I'll go back over there. But until then, I'm a cowboy fan. <laughs> and it is what it is. And I'm not gonna argue or go back and forth or justify it. It is what it is. I, if players and coaches can if Brian Kelly could be on a Notre Dame recruiting visit <laughs> and take the LSU job on that recruiting visit. I can switch teams in the middle of the year, too. <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go back over there when they do right by their fans. Well, you know. At least, Jer- like, Jerry might make mistakes, right? Jerry's not perfect. Jerry makes some bad signings, makes some bad draft picks, but I know Jerry cares. And I know Jerry wants to win, and I know Jerry wants to do right by the Dallas Cowboy fan. That's all I can ask of my owners. Like, at least give a damn. Before we dig into the Spurs, we don't have a lot of time. Yeah, let's get into uh, but, it. But one thing. You brought up a bear stat that is just <laughs> mind-boggling. No, it's not I, mind-boggling. I can't it's even embarrassing. Fathom this last night was the first time since 1997 that they had a receiver with over 126 yards. Since Consider that Ricky Prohl back in '97 had 126 yards receiving. That was the last time. 97, 26 years. Do you know? I don't want to go there because we're going to lose the segment. Yeah, but that's the stat. I'm going to leave it alone. We'll get back to it later. I can't even <laughs> fathom that. 97, Rob. Huh? 100. Like, dude, well, well, Pacuco, Nishkusko, you should be able to fall ass backwards in like a 70-yard catch and a 50-yard catch. Boom, you got your 120. 97. That just shows inept quarterback, inept receivers. That shows you ownership that don't give a damn, and I'm not just going to sit there and take it. Hey, coming back, we will hear from Malachi Brenham and Devontae Graham and talk NFL because the – Oh, we can go a little bit longer? Yeah, we'll go a little bit long. I thought we, uh, all right, well, well, let's, let's do some football then. Let's, how much time? Get, okay. Two more minutes. Few, okay. Just yeah. few, I'm trying to figure out where we want to go here because there's a lot to get into. Let's hear, let's go directly into the Spurs. Uh, Devontae Graham is going to play a significant role on this team because he is a uh, professional bucket getter, and there's not a lot of those on the Spurs. Uh, enough about what we think about Devontae. What does Devontae think about Wimby? First impressions. I mean, I was just like, this guy going to be good. You know, once he gets settled in and, you know, put on a little bit of muscle, even without it, you know, what? he's still talented, skilled, uh, can play inside out. Uh, he does some freakish, freakish things that you guys going to see uh, come season time. So The reason you caught it. And put on a little it. bit of muscle. That's a seasoned NBA vet right there. Well, I, I hope Devontae knows that he will be hearing from Wim, Wimby's handlers. Don't you be telling us what we need to do with our guy's body. Okay, Devontae, you just come off the bench and get us 12 points. You let us worry about how we put muscle on Victor, all right? 
He is one of the but vets. But he has been around the league, and he does know. Yeah, he is one of the vets and one that's going to be looked to to carry some uh, bit of the scoring, as you said. He talked about his role as one of the veterans on this team. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I knew I was coming to a younger team, and it's funny because Jabari and Blake and them be joking and calling me the old head, <laughs> and I'm really not that old. So uh, On this team, Yeah, bro. man, I, I embrace you you can know, buy being, the a beer. Player, being a leader. It's always been kind of <laughs> like natural for me, so... Uh, it's not a problem. Uh, Devontae Graham speaking to this. Um, it, it's funny. when With him, he's gotten kind of lost in the mix. I mean, did did you remember that he was on this team until you saw the audio? I, no, I did not remember. I, and even Edwin was like, didn't we cut him? But no, we didn't cut him. <laughs> no. And he is still here, and he is going to play a role. And, and it, that role at lead guard, two guard, this nebulous five-position thing. Now we're just looking at how tall you are. It's not about what position you are. Who's our smallest guy on the court? Whoever that's Devante. going to be. It's got to be Devontae. It's, it's going to be Devontae. It could be Malachi. It could be a lot of different guys. And and Malachi uh, Brenham, who has made tremendous strides last year as he got healthy and really closed the thing down last year, talked about the Spurs and the idea of what a traditional point guard is and whether the Spurs have the traditional point guard even on their roster. Yeah, um, whoever gets the rebound, just just we just run it. Yeah, so Victor bring the re- um, Victor get the rebound, just push. We run, we run on the rings and just get into our set. The grab and go idea. <sighs> I don't. I guess you don't need one. Not it. No. Not the don't. traditional. No. Not traditional. No. And now, I, grab and go. It's a grab and go. First guy with the ball is is in that play in that instance the guard, the initiator. Fair, fair. And you know what you're doing is you're you're bypassing an, an outlet pass. Yeah. This is about getting the ball in your hands and let's go. The outlet pass is not as important as it used to be. Your big isn't grabbing the ball and two handing it down to midcourt, finding the point guard that's supposed to come to get the ball to start things. Now you just grab and go. And when you've got that kind of offense to go, it really changes your mentality. It really, it really does. Because while Wimby's been trained from the get go to, you know, to grab and go, there's a lot of bigs that ain't, that's not, that's not in the wheelhouse and we don't want them to do that. But the Spurs, it appears all by every measure, everybody walking out of practice has consistently talked about this lack of defined position. Yeah. Well, Rob, they, they scrimmage tomorrow around five, y'all. Your game may be decided by then. Check. I mean, y'all, what, y'all, y'all kick off Bama Aggies at 2.30? I mean, no, college football games are damn near four hours. Yeah, they're longer than <laughs> they're the pros. Still, they're still going to be playing when that Spurs scrimmage starts. I'll tell you what, though. If they did not have – now, this was a skillful scheduling by the Spurs. Oh, genius. It would be a zoo at the icebox, at the fr- at the if Frost they did Bank it at Center. Six. Well, if they did it at 3 o'clock and there wasn't Texas OU and right. there wasn't A&M Alabama, I can't imagine I, what that's I think that it still may it, be a semi-zoo. It's going to be a zoo. A, 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 People are going to want to see Wimby. I don't know how much scrimmage. he's going to play. Well, you better be in the building because we're paying tickets to come see him. And the question is, when are we taking him out the bubble wrap? Are we, how much preseason play? How much scrimmage tomorrow? What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, they're, they're handling them with gloves, obviously for obvious reasons. How much? How much? Out, how far out the bubble wrap are we taking him in the preseason? I hope he's a fully functioning NBA player. I mean, we, okay. this is something to get ready for. Okay, and we we want sixty two, right? Isn't that the bare minimum? 
Yeah, 65. 65, bare minimum. I, per, I prefer 69. This is your opportunity to head to sasportstar.com. <laughs> We're getting ready for prime picks. NFL picks coming around the corner. The gumbo, she is hot. Let's look forward to a fantastic football weekend and talk contenders and pretenders. NFL talk is what we do, and we do it well. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Um, I was just saw something flash by. You know that McDonald's is bringing the McRib back in late <laughs> October. Um, it, that, that, it, was a, it was a celebration in my house because my wife and her sister... For whatever reason, judge them if you want to. They love them, and my daughter, my I think my fifteen year old likes them too. But my fifteen year old don't do the pickles and onions. But whatever, it's not my thing. But my wife gets about two or three per season. Last year, she probably ate like six because they said they wasn't coming back. So she she loaded up, and now it's back. So she's excited, but also feels lied to. I don't want to take some kind of stupid talk radio stand. How dare they? Tell no. us they were never bringing it back and bring it back. I don't care if you lie to me. I, you know, right. Move move product. But <laughs> but how dare they say they're <laughs> – you told me it was going away. We yeah. all went out of our way last year to well, go, well, I'll give it one last shot before it's gone. Did you say that to Michael Jordan and Brett Favre? No. <laughs> <laughs> but – I didn't go out of my way to do anything different. No, that that was messed up. So what that told me was they didn't sell as many last year, so they had a lot of people to say they were going away this way they could get rid of last year's inventory. Got some in the freezer. Yeah, they had to get rid of last year's inventory, so they lied to the public. Like, dude, we didn't sell a million like we thought. We got 100,000 left. Well, let's just tell them this the last year. <laughs> well, that's the good news. Problem fixed. <laughs> We've got some in the freezer. We're going to bring them back. Yeah. Uh, we were, let's do some NFL gumbo. Although I've got a news story that I just can't. We'll get to that's, that. That I cannot we'll let go of. Yeah, we got a Mr. Gotta Harold make, Richard. Yeah, let's let's make these picks. <laughs> let's do our pro football pick'em contest. Remember, this is an exhibition and a competition. Please wager if you'd like. At BetUS.com, if you do that's wager, that's where we would like for you to go. Remember our Pro Football Pick'em Contest. We do it every year because there are fine prizes to be won. A Awesome Tickets presents to you this Pro Football Pick'em Contest and would like to offer you $1,000 toward your ultimate sports or concert experience. If you win this year's event, if you're a weekly winner, we've got something for you as well. That's a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware. Uh, pick correctly and win immediately. That's what we do here, and let's get things started. Let's Let do it. my... Uh, Stuff in order. Now, this might not be in order because I have my picks on something else. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Uh, we uh, both picked, of course, the Bears last night. I didn't. <laughs> Neither did I, but we'll forget that. <laughs> Moving along to uh, the upstart Bills uh, taking on the uh, staggering Jags there across the pond early morning, uh, Sunday morning. The Bills have figured it out. I like the Bills, even though they're across the pond. I'll take the Bills. I think just what happened to Miami is going to happen to Buffalo. Buffalo had a big mm. game, but now they're traveling to go see uh, Jacksonville. I like uh, Jacksonville at home there in London. Uh, the Giants travel to take on the Dolphins. Will the Dolphins bounce back? Giants, Dolphins. Eesh. Dolphins, easy. Why am I even Yeah, even a there? runaway there. Uh, the Ravens 
traveling to the offensive list. Can we say that about Pittsburgh? That picket hadn't had enough. Very good start to the season. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh, you know, but I'm going to roll with the Ravens. I, I want to go, well, Tom is going to have them ready to play after Houston embarrassed them, but I like what I've seen from Baltimore, and this is one of the AFC North battles, so I'm going to roll with the Ravens. I am of agreement there. Saints, I don't know what to make of them, and the Patriots. A pretty good matchup game, a barometer game of two average to bad teams. The Cowboys snatched Mac Jones' soul. Oh, I think so, too. I will take the Aints. They, I, they can't get the S back until they win three in a row. Kamara playing? Oh, yes. Matter. I think he's back, yes. in, back in I'll black. Take the, I'll take the Aints. Uh, the Carolina Panthers and their young quarterback traveled to take on the Lions and their old one. You know, I was screaming from the rooftop, hey, man, the Bears should have kept that number one overall pick and taken Bryce Young. And I still don't know who Bryce Young is because, again, Caleb, it don't have to be the Bears. It could be Carolina. It could be Arizona. It could be anybody. At some point, you're going to a trash team. Ask Bryce Young. I'm going with Detroit. A Lions win, and I think it'll be a comfortable win. Paired with a Cowboys loss, the power structure in the NFC might include a top or a second or a third ranked Lions team. Amen to that. Uh, moving toward the Texans, taking on the Falcons there in Atlanta. A battle Ooh. of a young quarterback finding his own way. I think... Pledger has jinxed CJ, and he finally lays a dud. There's a lot of hype surrounding this young fella. I think they're putting too much at his at his feet. And Atlanta is very, very good against the pass. Their defense is quietly really nice, and Bijan's a problem. I'll take the AT aliens. I like the aliens. I'm gonna take. I'm riding. I'm buying the hype. I like the Texans. I like CJ Stroud too, but it's just like, dude, when we're comparing him to Dak Prescott already, it's like, yo, pump the brakes. And I ain't even a Dak fan. I think they're going to score 35 points. Uh, the Titans traveling to take on the Colts. So the Titans, they, they I mean, Cincinnati kind of sucks right now. But I was still shocked to see they beat Cincinnati 27-3. So I'm going to take Tennessee. Maybe they're going to ride high on this and uh, build off of that beat, beat down to the Bengals last week. I like Tennessee. I don't know what to make of that last week. You're not banking on the triumphant return of Jonathan Taylor? I'm here now, Jonathan Taylor? No. Anthony yeah, Richardson's his quarterback. I like the Titans just because I don't think the Colts really want to win. The Eagles travel to the Rams in a le- lesser game in California. This might be is there a little uh, trap game here. The Rams jump up. They're not playing bad. Well, this ain't. This is not. This is not a trap game. We saw what Philly hasn't looked up to par like themselves. The team from last year, not one game this season. Maybe you want to say the Tampa game. Okay. But this ain't a trap game, but I still like Philly. Another road. The Rams are good. We're taking a lot of road wins here. Uh, Bengals traveling uh, to the Cardinals. Cardinals. The Man. Cardinals. The Cardinals, are. We, we've seen the Cardinals. Even in that San Francisco game, they hung around. San Francisco pulled away late. And, dude, what the hell is going on in Cincinnati? Huh? I'm, I, I don't believe in them. I think it's over. I think they're going to have to do some reshuffling. At some point, we got to believe what we're seeing. I like the Cardinals to beat Cincy. Have they? I, I saw a, an article written by somebody in a local Cincinnati paper. Have they built up enough credit with Bengal fan to go? You know what? We're just shutting this thing down. We'll see you next year and, oh, and God, maintain yes. allegiance. Yes. So they, 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 they could for come years. to them and yes. go. You know what? This is just bad, and let's not make a bad situation worse by risking our future and all this. Right. Cincy, we're shutting it down. Cincy's not a bunch of Rudies. Like, since mm-hmm. he don't have a bunch of Rudy fans, Rudy would be like, man, I'm out. 
See y'all when y'all get good. No, Cynthia's sitting. They'll, they'll wait. They'll wait for it to get better. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, the Jets and the Broncos. Oh, that's a three well, thirty game that is, no one's gonna watch on Sunday. This is this is this one is one win one for the Gipper. I like the Jets to win this game because Sean Payton talked crazy about the offensive coordinator for the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett. They're gonna rally around Hackett. Zach Wilson seems to have found something. I like the Jets to beat the Broncos. The two most Disgust and disparaged quarterbacks in the NFL. Zach and Justin both get a win in the same weekend. Hmm. Yes. Redemption is beautiful. The Packers traveled to Las Vegas. Ooh. I'm rolling with my boy Jordan Love. I, 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 I've talked about him all offseason. I ain't going to get off the train right now. And Jimmy Garoppolo's down. I like the Packers. Do you see... Uh, Mark Davis go after the fan. No, I saw the I saw the fan go after Mark Davis well, and Mark Mark Kirk, retorted. Dude, eventually. where's security? Like, look, I'm not a Mark Davis fan, but you can't have fans screaming and yelling at an, in an owner's face like that. That's the, we can't have that. Like again, uh, you some fans think just because you pay for a ticket that gives you a right to do whatever the hell you want to do. Not cool, and the security sucks at that stadium. Man, it's your house. I know. Like, what do you you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, how do you do that? How do you allow that? In old Vegas, you'd have been taken in a back room and had Hell your nose bent. Thank you. No, we can't have that, Rob. <laughs> Did you take it? I don't care how bad his haircut is. We're not allowing that. The middle finger, uh, we saved the best for last, the Cowboys and the 49ers. Who you got? <laughs> you know, I'm with RJ here. I, I do what? think that the 49ers are just a, a, a more complete football team as we sit. Um, the Despite Bland's play, they're still minus a, a, a top-notch cornerback. I, the defensive line isn't everything I think they're going to be later. And I think at the end of the day, McCaffrey runs for too many yards, and there's just not enough possessions to be had by the Cowboys because they don't get the turnovers they're accustomed to getting. I like this. I like the 49ers close. I, I do think that both teams are going to score in the upper 20s. I like the over. But I like the I like the 49ers to win by three, 27-24. I like the Cowboys to speed up Brock Purdy's clock. Dak does, you know, comes up out of this red zone funk. I like the Cowboys in a close one by a field goal in a low-scoring game. But I think the Cowboys finally ex- not expose Brock Purdy, but make him a little bit uncomfortable, uncomfortable enough for they get the win. I'll take Dallas on the road. Woo, we like it. Turn up the heat on Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's the only way. That's the only way, because if he's, if he's comfortable, they win. You can take those picks. Use them however you might. We recommend them over at sasportstar.com. We call it the Pro Football Pick'em Contest. Use them. $50 gift card in the often, and you could win yourself $1,000 toward your favorite sporting experience. Hey, coming back, I have an interesting story to tell you about a street sign what? that is in much, no. much, much demand. Hey, drop-off's already happened. I'm not doing <laughs> I'm going to make Edwin oh. sweaty-faced and nervous on the other side of this. But first, here we sit. As the Tri-County fellas came out to the tournament. They did. Shout out to the Tri-County guys. Coming oh, out to, to play see our, our good friends from Tri-County. Decked out in UTSA gear. It is. UTSA opens up AAC this weekend. Hitting Temple up in Florida. I'm going to get a couple of Philly cheesesteaks. Some- I, I got the feeling, speaking of UTSA, listening to Minnick's talk with uh, Frank Harrison Studio. You can check it out in the audio vault. Um, I get the feeling he's playing this week. He better. Well, no, Jason was like, think... Jason was like, hey, he's not walking with the limp. It's ultimately up to trailer. But 
I get the feeling listening to his interview that I think he's playing this week. He just couldn't tell us. The good news, they get the benefit of a team that is really reeling in Temple. They're not a very good football team. And they've been, I mean, Rutgers handled them. I've seen, they've, they've been beaten pretty handily. So <laughs> if, if, if the future is um, better with a fully healthy Frank Harris, maybe we get a, a week to. So you want to give him a couple more weeks just to get right? Oh, kind of like Travis Hunter with Colorado. Give him a couple more weeks. First and foremost, W. Win the game. We need to win. We, we need win to win the game. We need to win. This is the first of uh, of all the games. They did it. This is the first conference game in the in the aspirational move to uh, taller cotton and bigger budgets. Here it starts on Saturday. As they, I'm sure they're if they're not on the plane now, they're going to be on there soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to winning the AAC. You ever I, stolen a street sign, Rudy? No, I've never stolen never, anything. Oh, I, oh, I stole some. Sign. No, I stole some candy. I stole a couple caramels from a grocery store. There's a uh, that, and my grandma spanked me. There's a sign in uh, College Station. <laughs> no, it's actually in Bryan. It's Thompson Creek. There's I don't no, know how. There's it found no my... such street name as Thompson Creek at AM. You're I, kidding. I, I right? don't know how I found that that sign found its way to my home, but it has. Okay. So you know they're, they're out there. All right. Some signs are better to steal than others. There's a sign up in uh, Ottawa, Canada. That they that this little township cannot keep in stock. In fact, Mrs. Lois Dick isn't happy with the fact that people keep stealing their the Three sign seven. in front of their home that's been named after a family who has five generations of deep history okay. in this county outside of Ottawa. See, Mr. Harry Dick. Uh, he's a man of 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 note and favor I'm out. in the greater Ottawa area, I'm out. and the city fathers have finally decided that it is just too expensive to continue to honor the man who's been whose family the Dicks have been in Ottawa forever. They stand tall as proud Canadians whenever asked. Yeah. I always wanted just about six inches. Yeah, and four inches finally, inches, after hundred years. Of good family name, the Dicks will no longer be able to be seen in public. Why they're not going to put the sign back? They're up? not going to be replacing the sign anymore. It's been stolen on average four to five times a year, and the city fathers are just sick and tired of the. Well, Dicks why don't you just, then? Why don't you just call it Harold? And, well, you know, you here's the sad thing. Why don't you? His if, name isn't even Harold. His name is John Henry. He just lived up to the name. I don't know why. Well, they know why it's getting stolen. If you want it to, if you really want to honor the family, you can honor the family by and just not name the street Harry Dick. You don't have to name it that. What would you, you, you name it? H, H Dick, just H dot Dick. That's it. Yeah, like they, like you know what you're doing, and then you get mad when it's being stolen. But first of all, I wouldn't steal a sign with that name on it. Uh, the township, uh, Bonasheree Valley, outside of Ottawa, has they've done everything they can to keep the the the, the sign from being stolen. They have, in fact, even greased the pole. You know what? Edwin said to we got to go to break. Thieves. We got to go. I to can't break. make this up. You know what? This that, that, was it, that, it does not say that. It does not say that in that article. They have been greasing the steel pole to deter the thieves that have been trying to grasp the hairy dick over and over, and they can't. They keep coming back and getting it. Uh, Edwin said break. We got to go. I'm angry. You got another hour, and we got some fun radio coming your way. You want to talk with the head coach? (laughs) 
up the Cowboys. He's coming. You ever seen a black man blush? And RJ Ochoa, too. Hold on tight. Thanks for hanging with us. This is R&R on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. For the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Jay, I'm Rob Thompson. Thanks for joining us today. It's time. AA Best Bell Bonds brings them to you. Here he is, the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. Morning, coach. How's your week been? Week's been good. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. You know what, coach? You know, as you know, we got more Cowboy fans down here than than up there in Dallas per capita. So this week, it's been hype, man. You know, it, it's been a, oh, it, nice. it, yeah, it's been it's been an exciting week, man. I know how's the how's the feeling in the, in your locker room around your guys? Is it the same feeling as we getting down here? Oh yeah, uh, huge uh, huge urgency um, throughout the week. So yeah, we're we're definitely we're building till Sunday. Uh, I've been very impressed with the guys this week. You know, Coach, uh, so, so many old Dallas Cowboy fans do appreciate the way you do treat history. It's always been part of your your method of bringing up the, the rivalries and the story t- that go behind uh, what goes on here in the history of the Cowboys. And certainly the 49ers play true to that. And you have roots on both sides. And as you prepare for a game like this, we've heard you say, you know, you want to – it's a game. It's more than a game. I mean, how do you balance that? You, you don't want them too high, but you certainly want them to know it's prime time in 49ers. You don't have to tell them that for sure. Do you pull anybody back? Are, are you having to pull on the reins here? Or is it just – it's playoff atmosphere? Well, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, each and every week, you, you know, your, your time and energy, you, you know, you're only given so much. And you, you got to utilize it to the best of your ability and the focus. And, you know, we have to do, you know, these interviews and participate with the media. Uh, but, you know, other than that, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, you really, I mean, you really dialed into, you know, the plan. And frankly, it's, uh, you know, when you play these, which was, which is a good thing, you're playing all these Sunday night games and the travel and, it takes my point is it takes you a couple of weeks to get into routine. So mm-hmm. I just feel like we're finally getting into the flow of a, preparing for a, a normal week, and we understand who the opponent is. But um, these guys do they do a great job of just focusing on what we need to do because you know obviously you pour so much each and every day and especially every week in, into these games. Speaking of building up toward this and you know having some normalcy, talk about your offensive line. Yes, it looks sir. like it's going to be full strength this <laughs> Sunday. Finally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we did, had everybody out there yesterday, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to a good report from the training room this morning. And so we're we're definitely headed in that direction. Uh, as you head into a weekend against a, a football team that you're very 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 familiar with, uh, you look for differences, things that have changed. Certainly, you taking over the play callings. One, Steve Wilkes taking over the defense as well. What are you seeing in his defense that has changed over Ryan's? That certainly they're still very good, but there has to be some things in there uh, that. Uh, the layman like me might not have noticed. Yeah, definitely. No, that's a very good question. I, I think you know when you look at this this schematic matchup, and you know, and you look at Steve's history, um, you know, he has you know, taken over you know a defense that's been very successful, and it's a scheme that they truly believe in, and, and he has stuck to it pretty, you know, pretty consistently. And you know, and obviously the, they, the way they played the first four game is a big part of that. But 
but you're always, uh, when you go into these matchups, you're always looking at coordinators' background and history. So, frankly, there's, there's been a lot of extra time and energy put into Steve's, you know, Steve's background. And, you know, as, as far as, you know, both Brian and I have competed against Steve uh, as, as play callers. So, because, uh, you know, he, he, he was he's part of different, you know, totally different mindset when he was in Carolina, Cleveland, Arizona. So, um, so just be cognizant of it. But they're, they're playing very, very similar to what they've played in the past. You get the matchup this week, Coach of uh, Coach, you know Michael Parsons and Trent Williams. Trent, a lot like Tyron Smith, one of the better left tackles, if not the best left tackle in the game. You know, do you get with DQ? You talk about moving Parsons around, or you just let these guys go mano mano and, and may the best man win all night? Well, I mean, moving Mike around is you know normal is, is what we do. Yeah, that's right. our norm. Um, so that that will not change. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, you're in tune with all the. The matchup and Trent's, Trent's, you know, he's played at a high level for a long time. So, you know, we're we're definitely aware of that. But yeah, it's we're going to run our defense, um, and you know, they do it. They do a lot on offense, you know, formation and shift wise. So, um, you know, we, we 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 feel really good about our plan. So, excited to see our guys get out there and compete and win Sunday night. Hey, coach, how's the what's the running back depth chart look like for you? Uh, is it how's Dowdle? What's your fullback situation? How how are we stacking in coming into uh, yeah. a busy? Today and tomorrow, yeah, everything's the same here, Rob. But you know, Rico practiced yesterday. Good. Looked good, so I look for him to to be back. So you know, rotation has been pretty consistent. Coach, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some problems here, Coach. I'm trying to find some issues that uh, as we come they into this game. Any. I mean, uh, I'm a professional fault finder, and it's hard for me to find something. Give me a give me give me a problem that I should be looking at. Well, I think just the biggest thing is you know we're trying to stay in our rotation, and uh, but yeah. I'm, I just look at I'm all about answers. I don't have any problems. That's <laughs> yeah. Rudy. He'll, maybe Rudy can help us. We got Rudy. I got, hey, coach, I got nothing, man. I just, I just want to see a good, entertaining football game. I know you've talked with us in the past, coach, about these Sunday night games. You prefer playing a little bit earlier, but, uh, but you know, you got Sunday night. It's primetime. The first, I'm shocked that this is the first time the Cowboys have played the 49ers in a primetime game since 1990. That just doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah, I, I didn't realize that, but yeah, I, I think like anything, I mean, Sunday nights a blood. I mean, these games are a blast to play in because you know the energy is just unbelievable. You know, and our fans will be there, show up strong like they always do. So, I mean, that, that part of it is you, you look forward to it. It's just it's just when you get off that plane at four a.m., <laughs> you know, it's, it's you're just a little behind for the next one. So, yeah, that's that's really the challenge that is the travel and the late night. But yeah, take yeah, trust me that these games are, I mean. We're blessed. They're a joy to play. Coach, last year, you of course, you know, Tony Pollard goes out in that, in that game in the playoffs. And to me, you know, I, I could be biased, but to me it changed. Talk about his role that he's going to play Sunday night and having, you know, hopefully having him for an entire game and how that makes y'all's offense that much better. Well, I mean, Tony's one of our primary primary guys. I mean, t- Tony's a, a dynamic back. So, I mean, um, and he, he can do it in, in all three phases. I've been, I've been so impressed with his – his pass protection, you know, we were asking mm. our guys to do more than we've done in the past. And, and, uh, yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony's our, he's our ace. You know, he needs to touch the ball. That's for sure. I heard Michael Gallup talking about Brandon cooks. He was, he was asked about, you know, you know, maybe why cooks hasn't got the looks that he's supposed to get, but he said, Gallup brought up an interesting point about like, Hey, if cooks is out there, he's taking a couple of guys with him. He's a deep threat. Is that I mean, and I know Cooks is a team guy. Y'all have talked about him since before he got on the field and how great of a teammate he is. 
But do you look to get him more involved? I mean, because obviously you didn't bring him in just to be a quote-unquote decoy. Uh, no doubt. I mean, we've played four games. Uh, you know, Brandon's missed one. But, yeah, we want we want to spread the ball around. We want everybody to be happy. And it's and it's hard when you play with this approach, but it's it's better for us in the long run um, because, you know, a lot of games, 17 games, you're going to need everybody. And the quarterback, you know, that he's, he's he's doing his job. He's spreading the ball around, and that's the way we play. So, But, yeah, definitely. I definitely get Brandon a ball, but he does. I mean, he, he commands a lot of respect out there. I mean, you, you, you see corners when he lines up. It's, you know, they're playing a different technique, and they play a different depth when Brandon's out there. So, you know, it's something that we have been able to take advantage of because he usually takes two when he, when he goes vertical. Uh, Coach, a question about your turnover margin, which is just ridiculous, man. To, to be able to play like this, to have the benefit of just all these extra possessions, at what point do you start to to count on it? I mean, at what point do you start to rely on the fact that, man, uh, we're getting three, four of these a game, and, and we got to have a scheme for it? And what do you do when they're not there? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you got to make sure you just stay on top of both sides of the equation. You know, number one, we're taking care of the ball you know, significantly better than we have. Um, and that, and that's been a major, major emphasis for us. But, you know, our takeaways is, is, is part of our DNA. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you can't go in the game and just say, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to be plus two and we're going to win because, you know, that's, you, you know, that's why the formula of complimentary football is, to, is, is such an emphasis for us. Cause there's going to be games where the offense is going to have to go win it for the defense and special teams is going to contribute and, you know, vice versa. So, uh, that's what we're working towards, just to make sure that we can, you know, play our best ball, but pick up for one another when the other one's under under you know under a challenge. It's you know they're up against it. So, uh, but yeah, you got to take care of the ball, and we continue to do that. We'll we'll be right where we need to be. As you guys take care, so do they. And and you, you turnovers, interceptions are one thing, strips another. Uh, are you willing to sacrifice a couple yards after catch or carry? Uh, for a, a a couple of turnovers, or is the tackle the key? Because I look at what the 49ers do, and those big running backs we call wide receivers, they run up, and I guess we could go vice versa on that too. Uh, they get a lot of yards after the touch. Uh, what's the what's the balance there between the strip for the turnover and the tackle to be made? Well, we track tackling, we track broken tackles, and and, and I like we're, you know we're we're you know for this point of the season we're we're higher than we've ever been here, so. Uh, we need to win the tackling battle, no doubt about it. We got to we got to make sure we tackle these guys. They do they do a great job of of yards after the contact, but you know so do our guys, and they're a good tackling <laughs> team too. So that will definitely be a battle. But I'll tell you what, you better take care of the ball in today's game because everybody's punching at it. So if you look at it that as giving up extra yards, just you know just go watch the fundamentals in this league because this this game has changed. Um, you know as far as the the attack on the ball to me is at an all time high. You got you have to take care of the football. Coach, real quick, and this is just a, a like a player question. If you're grading me on tape, you see me come. I punch for the ball, uh, but I don't make the tackle. Do I get a plus two point five on that, or or a minus seven five on question? Well, there's leverage and everything that goes to it. You know, there's you know there's two man situation, three man situation, and you know the first part of it is the pursuit. So, uh, but yeah, I mean we we grade everything. You know, and you can't ask and teach fundamentals of your team and then, you know, not graded accordingly. So, but, you know, that, that everything's tied together how we teach our fundamentals. Coach, I know you spend a lot of time in Green Bay. Of course, you heard the name a lot, but I know you're just a football guy. Anything you want to say about Dick Buckus and the passing of Dick Buckus? Yeah, yeah just, uh, just, I mean, I, I do not know uh, Dick Buckus, but, um, you know, I, I've had a chance to 
be around Coach Dicka, and uh, you know, I just know, and you know, in that Chicago fan base, uh, you know, he just was a, a great, great part of their history there. So, just uh, I give my thoughts and prayers to the Buckus family. Hey, Coach, we want to thank you as Good always. Luck, Coach. For, as always, man, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, as always, pre- travel safe. We look forward to a good couple of days of practice, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Head Coach Mike McCarthy on his way to the meetings. That's right. Got stuff to do and people to see. On this day, 2013, Rob, there was a quarterback, went 25 of 36, 506 yards passing, five passing touchdowns, one unfortunate interception, and the Cowboys lost 51-48. What game and what quarterback was that? What What was the year again? 2013, threw for 506 yards and, it wasn't and five Tony. touchdowns. So it wasn't Tony. It was Tony. Oh, I'm about to say it. I mean, against the Broncos and Peyton Manning. You see, these are the games that Tony Romo had to de- This is the team Tony Romo had to deal with. He throws for 500 yards, and his defense gives up mm-hmm. 51. And then everybody blames him for his one interception. You know what I mean? Like, I just threw for five touchdowns and 500 yards. My defense gives up 51, yet Romo was the problem. Don't even get me started on number nine, man, and his greatness and how his greatness was so undervalued. And so y'all were just so ungrateful to number nine. It's funny that that is the game that every Romo defender brings up. It's the only one. Well, I mean, no, there's others. But when you talk about the greatness that was Romo, I get the Bronco game every year. It's like, remember that? Remember when he threw for a thousand yards and it still wasn't enough? Uh, There was something about Tony, and and nonchalance isn't the term. But when when he said, and it will and will forever live by this should be on his tombstone. Okay, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to me. Yeah, he should have never said that. I think when you looked at Romo, he didn't care. He threw for five hundred yards. You know, we lost, but you know, I got five. Pop always says that, and nobody gets mad at him. Because he's won. Right. You know what I mean? If he had never had five titles, nobody – because Pop always says if you lose a basketball game, it's, you know, it's, uh, you, you've lived a pretty good life if that's the worst thing that's happened to you. Like, like, what? With Tomo, we never questioned his skill. Did we you questioned call him Tomo? Tomo. Where'd that come from? Yeah, but I like well, that. We never questioned his skill. We questioned his want to. And with Dak, we never questioned his want to. We've questioned his, his skill. skill. But it's with Fair. equal veracity that we've torn them both up. Now – if we did get a Tomo, you don't think, a Domo. Dak, Dak isn't at Romo's level of criticism. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think it's that different. I think it's very much the same. This, it's always been what about? I think Romo's always. was worse. And I don't. I, I really don't. Really, Rob? I, I think it was the situation that he found himself with Jason Garrett that it was a little bit more of a... I don't know. It seemed like there was more of a responsibility on Romo's plate where we've never really um, given. No, it's about the same in my mind. I think the guys that hated Dak uh, hate Dak just as much as people hated Romo. And, uh, and I'm not sure if they're not always the same guy. And on the other side, on the other side, those that love Romo love him as hard as they love Dak. True. Now that part is true. That part too, like we go to the because you know you know you got guys like Minix and R.J. and Clarence Hill that go to the end of the earth to defend Dak, and I was that way with Tony. And I've been in. Different and I don't know both. why. I don't know why I liked Tony. I've always looked at both those guys as they were what they were. They could never do it alone, but they had every skill to do it with others. And I think they both have had teams that probably should have gotten farther than mm-hmm. they have. And uh, and they bore a bit of responsibility, but not all of it.
in every in, in both those situations. Yeah. Did you find McCarthy uh, upbeat? Yeah. He's hype. He's hype. He wants this one. They want this one. I think they're a lot more hyped than they're leading on. They have all said, no, it's more than just a game. But I think it's even more than that behind closed doors. I got to be honest. The way that he was a uh, – yes, uh, we asked him a question about his quarterback and and uh, the comfortability of getting the ball downfield and Brandon Cooks and all this kind of stuff. Uh, we heard Dak earlier this week talk about his – that they really haven't used – all of their playbook that there's still some left. That's you know that's that's play talk. That's you know prep talk. I don't believe and there's new plays every week. Nobody's used all their playbook. They're not. No, I don't. You never do. But can you imagine Andy Reid trying to get through his entire playbook? Is impossible. But I do get the sense that there are facets of this offense that one haven't been used, uh, and two because and they haven't been used not because of arrogance. We're saving it. It, they haven't been used uh, because, quite frankly, the situation down and distance haven't been necessary. They've been so far ahead in some of these situations. There hasn't been a desperate need for that third and 15 inside no, curl yet. route that we're saving. Third for the, and 30, like who was that, Ty Hilton last year right. against the Eagles, third and 30. That we know that on this play they have a tendency to do that and we're going to do this. So, yeah, there's those, but we haven't had to be there yet. So I think that there is more to be seen. We haven't seen... As much of the Cowboy offense as we have had to see of the 49er offense, if that makes some sense. I think the 49ers have had to use every bit of what they had. Arizona gave them a game last week. I mean, McCaffrey McCaffrey was so good, it took away from the fact that the 49ers for most, excuse me, the Cardinals for most of that game was in it. And while that Rams score looks closer than it was, remember that was the field goal to to, – get the mortgage payment oh, to, yeah. to cover <laughs> but right. w- but the rams were capable of moving the ball a little bit even though it might not have been completely represented in there i want to give away a, a gift card real quick the loki uh season two is out on disney plus and to celebrate that mcdonald's has has a, has a meal put together called the loki meal it's got a quarter pounder with cheese uh your choice of that or 10 piece nuggets you can get a big mac as well paired with medium fries a medium soft drink sweet and sour sauce unlike anything you've ever had it features branding inspired by the second season of marvel studios loki watch it and eat it at the same time Ooh. if you are caller number four to six five six three seven seven six six five six espen we're going to give you a fifty dollar gift card to mcdonald's what that's a lot of big macs <laughs> i love it caller number five to six five six is going to go get themselves a lot of mcdonald's food hey coming back we've got our friend rj ochoer He's just around the corner. in Spanish. Roel. I like it. I can roll my R's with the best of them. We'll be right back. This is R and R here on 94.1 <laughs> San Antonio Sports Star. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It is R and R and R and J all rolled up into one. We call it the RJ Ochoa Show. You just call it fun. Welcome aboard, RJ. Repping the colors. Rocking the Strohs. Strohs? Okay, whatever. This this is a Rangers town. Anyways, go Cowboys. 
you know, I thought, Rob, after 347 days without a win, that Rudy would be a little bit more sunshiny and optimistic <laughs> this morning, uh, considering the Chicago Bears, who have the same color scheme as the Houston Astros, by yes, the way, they do. Uh, are, are winners. Uh, I won. Under 10 seconds, Rudy. Since- uh, I won. Yeah, well, good. I, that that was the easiest money you ever made, Rob. I mean, take it again <laughs> next week. Don't worry, I got you. Yeah, he uh, won't celebrate. Time, uh, I was clunking he for will K- not I'm, celebrate. I'm clunking for Caleb. I I wanted no part of that win last night. I'm a Cowboy fan. Uh, I, I switched over last week. We don't want you. Damn. Well, you know what, RJ? Speaking of the Cowboys, we just talked with Coach Mike McCarthy. And it seems like you're on an island by yourself. I've heard from Dak. I've heard from Mike. I've heard from McCarthy. Everybody feels like uh, Clarence, Clarence Hill, Todd Archer. Your theory of this is just another game, no matter who wins, no matter who loses, no big deal, nothing to see here. It seems like you're on an island alone. You're, you're, you're kind of like Tom Hanks and you got, you know, Spalding. That's it. You're all alone. <laughs> this is a bigger game than what RJ Ochoa feels like it is. Um, you know, that was my take originally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember. It, it, I, was, it, it, I, I was with you. Yeah, uh, it means a lot that you've seen all the work I've done over the last week. Uh, but, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously adopting the party line at this point. Um, I've, I, but I find it strange. I mean, I really do find it interesting, whatever you want to call it, that, that they're willing to come out and say that this is not just a regular game. Um, right. I mean, what is, cool, what is cool about that is, I mean, that's how fans feel, right? Like, it, it feels like, you know, we say all the time, like, oh, I wish that they wanted it as badly as, as I do, right? Like, right. I wish they understood what it's like to be a fan. They kind of do here. They kind of get it. And um, if they lose, people will come for them and, and make fun of them. And I don't know if, if, if they win, whether or not people give them extra credit. But it, it is definitely a unique way to go about this. But Mike McCarthy has had some unique approaches to games in the past, and it's generally worked out well for him. Uh, R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys here on San Antonio Sports Star for his weekly. Uh, and, and talking to McCarthy, I told him, look, man, I, I'm trying to find problems here, and I'm not seeing too many. you got a, you got your offensive line completely together. Uh, I mean, we can complain about red zone, but, I mean, scoreboard. Uh, give me some problems that maybe I'm missing. I mean, you're right. Um, it's worth mentioning that if the offensive line does make their full-on debut today, that it will be the first time in over 347 days, so That's a longer crazy. streak. Um, than, it, it's literally never happened since they drafted Tyler Smith. Um, Tyler and Tyron have never taken a regular season snap next to another. Um, I mean, other problems would be run defense up the middle. The, the Cowboys are, are kind of good at setting the edge. Uh, but, but along the interior, they're a little bit more susceptible. And, you know, that's why they drafted Mozzie Smith. And everybody's like, how come this dude isn't amazing after four games? And it's, well, you know, hang on. Let's, let's just kind of take a breath. Right. Um, but they can be had there. Um, their depth at linebacker is a little bit questionable. And, you know, look, they obviously played very well last week. But they are still without their top cornerback. And Stephon Gilmore looks I wouldn't say a step, but maybe a quarter step slower than, you know, the prior. For sure, that's fair. And, that's fair. Yeah, and that time makes a difference. I mean, and, you know, against a team that loves to work play action and all these underneath crossing routes and things like that, like, that could be the difference. I mean, you know, that, that mm-hmm. could be the difference between an incompletion and a Brandon Ayuk 69-yard touchdown. What have you seen this year that gives you confidence that they actually have what it takes to – 
contain. You're not going to stop. Contain Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the existence of Micah Parsons. Um, but, I mean, you know, that's, that's another thing in and of itself. We, uh, we played a game on one of our shows this week where we said, you know, who other than Dak and McCarthy is under the most pressure this week. And the consensus was kind of Mike, or, excuse me, Micah Parsons. Um, and, wow. and not that Micah does, doesn't have, you know, benefit of the doubt in spades to kind of burn up, right? Like he's got all the credit in the world, you know, that he's already earned. But, but Micah loves to talk about, like, how he's the lion, how he lives for big moments. He loves to talk about run right at me. Uh, well, the Cardinals ran right at you, bro. I mean, you know what I mean? They they were not afraid, and it, it, it worked to your detriment. And so that would be the thing. I mean, although they've been susceptible in that same capacity already so far this season, only through four games. But Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, who, uh, whose name I've sang the songs of here on this show, at least, and, and not been properly recognized by one of the gentlemen in Maroon this morning. I won't point fingers <laughs> and say who. Uh, but... Um, they have some elite run stoppers, but again, that generally applies to runs along the edge. The reality is they can't stop Christian McCaffrey. This is a this is a, a, a whatever like rodeo you got to hang on um, and, and hold on for dear life. You just have to outlast them. It's a it's a true classic game of Survivor. Jeff Probst is going to be the main official. That's R.J. Ochoa speaking with us as always from the. Uh... Highly adorned video background. I, you have one of the best in the business. We don't want to give you some credit where it's due. Thanks. Uh, I've got the lights on. It's yeah, I was going to say the all... recessed lighting looks fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. It really, all it weather's re- finally cooperating. Worthy of going to your YouTube feed so you can watch RJ Ochoa doing this. Uh, let's talk schematics here. I was reading an interesting thing about the 49er offense where they use motion more than any team in football. Well, they, they, they use motion on 73% of their pass plays. And when we think about the Cowboys, they're a man defense. They, they like to settle in and man and get to the quarterback as fast as possible. What are we going to see in that motion defense that's going to expose, or what are we going to do with this uh, defense that likes to play in man against a team and a quarterback that thrives in man coverage? I mean, you know, it sounds so stupid, you know, why only do it 73% of the time, right? Like, why not do it? Like, well, 90 you know, if it's that uh, successful, right? I, I mean, at the end of the day, you you know, people think that you put players in motion, uh, people call it eye candy or whatever, it just distracts somebody. But at the end of the day, it gives you a numerical advantage. I mean, the Cowboys had Kamonte Turpin go in motion last week and handed it off to him and suddenly had a numerical advantage on the right side of the ball. And it, well, lo and behold, it was a 46-yard gain. Granted, he humbled, but, I mean, whatever. Um, so, I mean, you have two options, Rob. You can either you can either be stubborn. You can, you can kind of call it being stubborn and say, all right, we just got to get a hat on a hat. We just got to go be better. We're the Dallas football Cowboys. We got to go be this mighty defense, and, and we just got to run for them or run with them. We gotta, it's a track meet. Let's go. Everybody get your, your G2 and your you know, electrolytes kind of pumping and flowing through your body. Or you adjust. You 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 play zone. I mean, you play zone and you kind wow. of trust your safety. Which would be. you prefer to see the Cowboys do as a fan or as a – I've brought this up before, this analogy, and shout-out to a good friend of mine, Bobby Belt, from the fan in Dallas. Um, he says it all the time. You remember in The 40-Year-Old Virgin where Steve Carell is being coached by his friend, um, and he says, well, I, I just – I don't want to do that. It doesn't feel right. Right. And his friend says – his friend says, man, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, what, right isn't working for you. Like, maybe you got to try something wrong. Um, and, 
you know, it sounds, I don't say unconventional, but it sounds strange to kind of do something you haven't been doing, but that's what it takes. I mean, these dudes have kicked your ass two times in a row. I mean, and a, a, a big reason for that is this exact principle and this exact foundation. So you have to be able to, you have to be willing at least to think outside of the box and try some wrong to use the proverbial, you know, kind of theme. Um, I would not be opposed to that. And you don't have to commit like 100% or whatever, but you have to be willing to adjust and to adapt because that's what they are. They, they will find your weakness and they will adapt. They truly are water. They will find a way to get out no matter <laughs> right. how they have um, I saw you share Shereen Williams asking Michael Gallup about the lack of usage on Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup's answer as to, you know, hey, no matter what, whether he's getting touches or not, he has to be accounted for. I talked with McCarthy about that as well. I, while I get that, RJ, and I think there is something to that, I also don't feel like they brought him in here to be a decoy. Like, they have to find a way to work him in. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but what I would – not that you're like, oh, they're losers for not – No, 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 not at all. all. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, you have to consider the context that, you know – They've blown out three of the four teams they've played. Then right? there's so that. Like, then there's that. Yeah, you're not you're not exactly in a position where you're like, okay. And he missed one league. game too. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's let's run the eighty yard bomb to Brandon Cooks, right? I mean, like <laughs> you know, the the games have, have sort of lent themselves to the Cowboys trying. They, they've they've got a big lead, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's turn right. the. The, the hourglass upside down and push the sand out as quickly as possible so we can get home with the win. Um, but yeah, I mean, we would love to see. I just want to see it. There. I just want to see it. Like at least, uh, at least an attempt. Can I just see a, a forty-yard bomb attempt one on one? I just want to I see mean, it. It's like it's like having a toy, your your favorite toy, right there, and you're just not opening it. I just yeah, want to open I agree the toy. With you. <laughs> it's a it's a collectible though. There will, there will come a moment that that makes the the rider proper sense. Um, but I don't, I still don't know that this is that team. Like, I mean, mm. you know, you don't, I, do you want to get into a shootout with these guys? Like, and again, I'm not a proponent for like, you got to run the ball and milk the clock and things like that. But I mean, this, this offense, the entire principle of all this is the low hanging fruit. So, I mean, you've got all this sweet, luscious fruit in your face. Fruit, and you're like, well, I want that, that bushel of, yeah, of apples that's way me. up. I mean, go get, go get the ladder. It's like, no, dude, it's all right here. We don't even have to work. Just roll over and fuck some yourself. Is it possible for this game to be a shootout? No way. I'm taking the under yeah, all day. I don't like, know is what it is. Even... I, say, I say no. Guys, I mean, the Niners offense has scored over 30 points in 13 straight games. No not against the that. Cowboys. But, you know, and the Cowboys are scoring point, points in buckets, too. Uh, but I don't see a lot of offense here. And that kind of takes me to the next question. Cowboys win... If and rank the reasons one, two, three. If one, if two, if three. One is if they slow down Christian McCaffrey. I mean, and not just in a, yeah, in a running sense. I mean, he's, he's their overall offense. Two is if they stymie block, uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, and three is if they sustain offensive success themselves. I mean, you can't go 25% in the red zone. Like, no matter how good your defense is, not against these dudes. I mean, you you have to be you have to walk out with touchdowns like that. It's really that simple. I mean, it's an old school, you know. Oh, you can't settle for field goals. We have to get like that's what it comes down to. But again, I, the the best thing in this game might be the Niners' offense. It might not even be the Cowboys' defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the thing. Like the, the other side of things, the, the Niners' defense isn't the the big bad monster under the bed that it's been in the past. I mean, they can be had there, and so I I'm not afraid of when the Cowboys have the ball in their hands and. 
But as mighty as the Cowboys' defense is, again, this offense is a machine. It is something that they have not seen before. And so, yeah, maybe they won't score 30 points. But, I mean, I, I still wouldn't. I don't know what the over-under is exactly, but I would not, like, bang 44 and a half. Point. Like, dude, I mean, like, if you think the Cowboys are scoring, what, 23, 27 points on their own, like, I would absolutely lean in favor of the over. This, this they again, they've scored 30 points or more in 13 oh, straight games. That had not... That had not happened since hmm. the 2013 Denver Broncos. You know, and no, no disrespect to their opponents, but I, I do think this is going to be this is the, definitely the best defense that they've seen, and and I think Deron Bland is probably a tad underrated, and if they try him, he does have sticky mm. hands. So I just need to see Purdy with get the screws put. I want to see this guy that we've seen with the screws put to him. I I really never seen him uncomfortable other than the Philly game where they ended up knocking him out. I never really seen him uncomfortable. I think the Cowboys have what it takes to make him uncomfortable. That's fair. And if you do that, you probably win. Um, but their offensive line is great. They're, they have an amazing, you know, set of pass catchers. Not just wide receivers, not just tight ends, not just – I mean, they everything they have is a threat. And so that's – it's really got you're to high on this offense. You're really, really high on this offense Dude. in San Francisco. I, I mean, I, I'm watching it too, but I don't Dude, know. I don't, is, I don't know. I mean, this this is truly Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. It's the fastest <laughs> car on earth. It's the wow. best driver on the earth. It's the highest level of engineering on the earth. Like this, this is. I mean, there's a reason why they are speaking so highly and with such deference to them. I mean, they are. And look, it's not just that it's been four games. It dates back to last year. Kyle Shanahan obviously has a track record of this. Dan Quinn hasn't gotten Kyle Shanahan since, you know, this whole thing has started. It is, it is the tallest task that they will have faced as a group. And obviously that's not necessarily, you know, with regards to circumstances. They've, you know, been in playoff games mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. But this is, this is Goliath. I mean, they're, they're really – and they're not David, like, to be very clear. I mean, you know, they're baby Goliath maybe, but – in, in, in general, if it's an elite offense going against an elite defense, a lot of times the defense does win out. Those 2013 Broncos lost the Super Bowl because they ran into Dan Quinn and the Legion of Boom. But Great you do point. have to understand that, that this is a very, very different thing than they are accustomed to. That's RJ Ochoa. Check his stuff always on Blogging the Boys and here every Friday. With the, with the Dan Quinn defense that we've seen and the turnovers that they've had, I'm, I'm looking at these numbers, trying to find where the difference is between these, these teams that know each other so well. And with the turnovers being a, an important part of where the Cowboys have gotten, they've sacrificed, I think, sometimes some yards after the catch, some, some yardage punching the ball. Right. And I look at what San Francisco does as far as what they do after touch, after either catch or carry, and they lead the league. Um, do you see the Cowboys maybe sacrificing punching the ball out for just making a tackle, or are those turnovers so absolutely necessary to the offensive success that you might even sacrifice a you know a couple of yards, not just a couple, a lot of yards, to a team that's going to go get them if you're just trying to punch the ball out? I think you got to be willing to live and die on that tour. I mean, like that's that's your game. That's who you are. Um, I mean, look, they they've scored a lot of points, obviously, as a team but not offensively, right? Like there's right. a reason that they have a, a plus 83 point differential mm. is because of a huge point contribution on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, consider that there are more defensive players with touchdowns than there are wide receivers on the Cowboys right now. CD Lane is the only wide receiver who has a touchdown. That's not a good number. Uh, well, wow. I, that's not a well, good I mean, stat. I, to, 
to be fair and literal, it would be a receiving touchdown because Kefonte Turbin did run one in in week one. But yeah, CD's the only <laughs> no, receiver who's caught one. But Deron Bland has a touchdown. Leighton Vanderesh has a touchdown. Rock. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> that it's is weird. Stupid. I mean, that is it's, weird. It's it's, it's it, no one's like complaining. No one's mad about that. But it's evidence of like you hmm. you need to let this defense be themselves. Like you have to be willing to adjust. But at the end of the day, you're who you are. Um, and you have to trust that because you literally spent an entire offseason building it to be this exact way. DeMarcus Lawrence said as much, RJ, like, hey, we just got to go and take – we have to go and take the ball away. Now, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't, you know, call you to the call you to the square. What's the young man – follow RJ Ochoa on Instagram, at RJ Ochoa. The young man you had on with you yesterday, is his name Stats? What's his name? Yeah, Rob Stats Guerrero. Rob Stats Guerrero. You allowed him to say Tony Pollard – does a whole lot of the same things as Christian McCaffrey, and you did not, and you didn't rebuttal it at all. And I'm looking at you. I'm looking. I'm watching the entire video. It was a great video, by the way. Good stuff. But how do you allow him to say Tony Pollard does a lot of the same things as Christian McCaffrey and not take him to task for that? I mean, he's the 49ers expert. I mean, so um, and the context of the question was who on the Cowboys, you know, right. if the Cowboys were to win, would, would you look back and be like, man, we didn't we didn't pay enough attention here. Uh, and it was Tony Pollard. And then he explained that. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think he's Christian McCaffrey light L.I.T.E. I mean, he's he's not. I mean, that's the type of runner Tony Pollard is like he can contribute on the ground, in, in the air, like he is that overall kind of dynamic dude. He's not Christian McCaffrey, to be very fair. But, I mean, like that's his archetype. Um, so he can contribute. In, I mean, rewind, go watch the Vikings game from last year. I mean, Tony Pollard had like 200 total yards and like 120 of them were in the air. That's his game. I mean, so he's more that than he is Derrick Henry is kind of the general, mm. you know, takeaway in my mind. Gotcha. Cowboys win this weekend? Yeah, who you got? For the first time since, I think, week two last year when the Cooper Rush Cowboys were making their debut against the Bengals, I'm picking against them. Um, I'm, I took the Bengals that game. I was wrong, obviously. Um, I hope I'm wrong here. I just – and look, I, I obviously want I the Cowboys that. to win more than anything. Yeah, I know. Um, but I just can't. Like, like the, the 49ers have the complete and total benefit of that. Like, you know, and that's not to say there isn't a path to victory for the Cowboys because there is. Like, there's a very conceivable path to victory for them. But if you have to bet your your house, you know, your you know your lunch money, you know, whatever, like, it, the smart bet is on the Niners at this point in time. Like, there's an overwhelming amount of evidence to show that, not just in terms of who they are as a team, but they have had the Cowboys number. And that isn't about, like, oh, the Cowboys fold in big moments, whatever. I mean, the Cowboys are an amazing – they've been an amazing elite football team for the last two years and four games. The one kryptonite they have had is this team. Uh, so, I mean, like, I the – the chemical composition of kryptonite hasn't changed, and until the Cowboys show a level of invincibility against it, I can't pick them in this exact situation. That's scary to me, RJ, because I don't know if that changes by January, unless, of course, injuries come about. So it's scary. If I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, and I know coming from you that you know you you call it how you see it, that's a scary thought because I don't know how that changes come playoff time. The only hope you have if you're looking for the the kind of copium is that. Maybe you go, and even if you do lose, you, you gather a lot of information yeah. from this game, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you're able to, to, to outthink them, outsmart them, outwit them. Again, shout out to Jeff Probst. Um, but but that, that remains unlikely. I mean, again, you know, it, it's only 13 games or whatever, but, like, they've never lost a game that Brock Purdy 
started and finished. I mean, you know, the only game that they have lost featured him and his backup getting knocked out and against an all-time team at that. Um, so it's very difficult. I mean, to again, it, it, it will do. and they will, they will look mortal at some point. But, I mean, I don't know that I would bet on it being this week. But I'm pissed off that the Ashes are playing at the same time. It's going to be a very stressful <laughs> kind of three hours in an overall sense. Yeah. Well, Appreciate I think you'll you, make it dog. through. He's RJ Ochoa blogging the boys of Rock the Mic fame and our good friend. Uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Go Stay strokes. safe. We'll talk to you next week. Y'all get some pizza before the weekend's over. Deep dish we prefer. That was RJ no, Ochoa. Sir. No, sir. No deep dish? No. The last time you had, like, legitimately great pizza. Because all pizza's okay. Great pizza? Like, you went Ooh. like, mm. Because that it's sounds been a while. really good. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I had it last year in Chicago. Oh, that, and I don't legit. even really care for Chicago but style, but not, it was good. But that's lasagna. Yeah, it is. It's but it good. Was, it was good lasagna. And if you want to call it pizza, I'll call it pizza. Yeah, you for can you. only eat one, by the way. I'm not going to fight you on it. Yeah. Who you got, man? Aggies? Bama, I, do. I like up? the Aggies. I do. I like AM this weekend. Your Aggie's not showing us just like, we're picking uh, with uh, your head or uh, your heart. Uh, this is a numbers thing. The, the Aggies, uh, if, if you're going to roll out a mobile quarterback that can't throw, that's not the way you beat AM. The way you beat AM is you throw over the top. If you're going to try to run around and you know, try to hammer the ball, the Aggies too quick. They get to the ball too quick. That's that, and I think the the Aggies at least this year are good at what Alabama isn't mm. getting to the quarterback tackles for pressure. You got a quarterback that doesn't look downfield. You don't have the same skill set at wide receiver, and the Aggie defense taking the ball away. I, I like what they're doing. I, I don't think it's a. I think it's close. It's still Alabama, but yeah. I'm going to take them to to. The money line. I want them to win, and I think Texas will run away from OU. I, I don't think it's, it's not going to be forty nine. I think OU is right? going to come out, and, and well, it's not going to be last year. But, but I think OU is going to give it their best. But it, it, there's just not enough. I just don't think they have enough in the in the uh, enough bullets or you know how you want to define yeah, whatever the, you want to call the it. shootout, as it were, uh, the Red River rivalry. And uh, in, in this edition, will will go to Texas. I'm going to take the Aggies, and I will take the Sooners. Is that just out of spite, or do you see something? No, that you get beat 49-0. You've True. turned around defense. You can score with anybody in the country. I like OU in a close one. You can catch that Aggie football game live right here tomorrow. We'll get you going at, at 1.30 uh, right here at uh, for your A&M coverage. And when we do that, you walk a boat. That's a fine tractor. Just Potts, ABC Home and Commercial Services, and Angry Elephant play a massive role in us bringing that to you. And then on Sunday, as we round out our day, uh, you can catch all your Dallas Cowboy coverage right here on Prime Time as uh, we got you covered. We will also be doing a bit of a pre-show. Uh, James Pledge is going to be out at Twin Peaks going live. Nice. James, uh, give me some update on this, Edwin. So this will be from 3 to 6 on Sunday. 3 to awesome. 6. We're doing a live pre-show at Twin Peaks hosted. By Mr. Pledge. By James Pledger. Oh, he's going to be dressed to the T's for that. Yeah, will he be wearing Texans gear? Nah, he'll be wearing like a tie, suspenders, jacket, beanie, frosted tips. Hey, today, and I don't know if this is a made-up holiday, another one, uh, it's National Coaches Day. I saw a couple of coaches post there. and I, you know, If you get an opportunity to go thank a coach, I, I'm always for it. So now who qualifies? you have to be active? I think if you have led a group of young men or young ladies through a game or a season, you can call yourself what a coach and all the things that you've done. Because I, I, I coached some six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, If you have decided to do that for a season, hats off. More power to you. You have done a service to society, and those that do it professionally, well, there is it. no higher calling. I'm going to have a beer. 
And uh, for those that do coach your kids or around the kids that are giving them guidance, uh, take care of them. Thank them today. It's a it's the most rewarding and most difficult job most people will ever deal with. It is. And it's one of the few where laymen can go do it and tell you they're better than you. You've yeah. been trained. You've done it your entire life. Some guy goes and coaches a summer league and tells you exactly how to do something yeah. in their day. What you putting on the grill for the Aggie game? Man, I don't know. I don't know. Picanha, I don't know. I, brisket, I did the rib, picanha what the, you doing? the other day. I'm doing chili tomorrow to celebrate the it's advent of fall. Cold. If it doesn't get over 80, we have to have chili. Oh, my God. <laughs> this dude could not wait for the temperature to have a 7 in front of it so he could bake his damn chili. It's he fun. is very proud of his chili, y'all. I am. Um, that's one of the... <laughs> I'm like uh, Kevin from it. the office. It's one of the few things that I do well, and I'm I'm gonna break it out and have some good chili. You you gonna? Oh no, I ain't grilling. I'll come. I'll eat somebody else's food, but I ain't grilling. My trigger's down for the count. I need to get it fixed. Hey, don't go nowhere today because Rudy's just taking a little break. He'll be back <sighs> on the Blitz this afternoon as they're gonna be out at brand Gus. new confines. I haven't been out to Gus in a long mm-hmm. time, broadcasting a good football game. It's our high school football game of the week. Got Brennan and Warren. Those are blood brother battles going on there. Frost Bank brings it to you along with Southern Recipe, Small Batch Pork Rinds, Hill Electric, NC General Contractor, Sports Institute, TSAOG, and Smokey Moe's. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you guys on Monday. Man, oh man, it's going to be a great weekend of it's football. It's going to be a good Monday, too. It rather Win or lose, we got a lot to talk about Monday. You do not want to miss Monday's show. You need to get here and be on time because it's going to be an explosive show on Monday. As we like to say, the party starts at 6. Y'all be safe. Look for us on the socials. We'll see you then.